The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Shut the fridge and join the throng. Margaret Beatty snatched the milk in, scanned the news and went alone. Annie Harris drew the curtains, screwed her eyes up, had a beat. Saw the marches, heard their voices, making early morning noises. Stumbled back to bed and tried to sleep. Come with us, run with us. We're gonna change the world, you feel.
isn't you? Just one. The late night alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, a weird one tonight, dear listener. Not only is it Friday the 13th, it is a full moon uh, on the show that does not do Brexit. We're going to take calls straight to air, but hold your horses because we've got a really special guest on first that we've been excited about for a little while. Isn't that just one of the greatest pop songs of all? It was, it was pop. I don't know what it is. It's a weird song, but I love that. There's something really theatrical about it. Yeah. But you can't deny that it's a foot tapper. It's brilliant. Slightly different version to the one that we normally play. We use it as an unofficial theme to the show. Matt Munro, uh, we're going to change the world. That version was from, geez, man. I remember when this album came out because I saw it, I think, on Pebble Mill 1. 24. 25 years ago. Uh, it's Matt Munro singing with his son, Matt Munro Jr., using computer technology because obviously Matt Munro had passed away. And boy, oh boy, I'm thrilled to say, ladies and gentlemen, on the line, it's Matt Munro Jr. Good evening, Matt. Good evening, guys. How are you? <laughs> it's you, mate. I'm over the moon. How are you doing, fella? I'm over the moon because the only reason I'm doing this show is because people thought I'd die. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to prove I'm alive. Well, <laughs> well, don't die during this interview, Matt. That would look awful for all of us. <laughs> um, listen, that was lovely. That was that. When, when did you do that duets album with Dad? That would have been around eighty-eight. Oh, I mean, was it that far ago? I think so. Oh, flipping it. And I, I do remember you coming on um, something like Pebble Mill at one. And I was like, well, I would have been about 15 then. I was thinking, well, now this is odd. Because obviously I was aware of Matt Munro. I was a big fan of kind of the crooners growing up. I was thinking, well, this is odd. So this guy's son is going to, is done an album singing along with his uh, dead dad's hits but it works it it works really really well how did you come about how did that come about doing that well the show was right by the way it was pebble mill and it was with gloria hannaford there you time. go i remembered and uh what was weird about that was they had a they had a mix-up the way they the way they were filming it and i actually had to sing the whole song live and then edit me out no um which I can't tell you how many words are in that song to remember. That, <laughs> it, it was, a, it was a, we got through it anyway. But the reason I did the album, yeah. um, Dad was still very raw uh, when I recorded this album, the whole thing of it. And I wanted something that no one could ever take away from me. And yeah. that was to record with Matt Monroe, which not many people could say they'd done. And I purposely stayed away from the hits. Yeah. I didn't want to do the portraits and the softlies and everything else. Um, and that's what we came up with. Um, to be totally truthful, I wasn't the most competent of singers back then. Um, but it was something, as I said, I wanted to do for myself. And um, thankfully, EMI decided they wanted to take it up on it. When, 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 remind me, what I know it was the early 80s. What year did Dad pass? 85. Oh, okay. So if this was 88 then. This was still very fresh. That must have been um, a, a very surreal experience to, to, to be in the studio with him, yeah. so to speak. I mean, I could, I could get. The, I mean, it could have been, it could be a couple of years out to be totally truthful. And I mean, I did Opportunity Knocks in '87, right? It, so, it, roughly speaking, I think it's around then. Yeah. It was, it was a really strange experience because when we're in the studios, of course, we're listening to the recordings of Dad, the, you know, in the studios. And of course, I'm so used to hearing Dad's voice, singing voice, whether it's on the radio or on the record or what have you. But in between takes, you'd hear Dad saying. One more take, son, and oh. a break for a cup of tea and stuff like that. And uh, 
It was very emotional, very emotional, but uh, yeah, I'm very but, proud of it. Yeah, no, and, and you do yourself a disservice. I mean, saying you weren't uh, uh, such a good singer then, it's a cracking album. But also, you're going up against Matt Munro, <laughs> who, you know, everybody is going to... Am I right that Frank Sinatra said Matt was his favourite singer? Yeah, Sinatra rated him as one of the three greatest singers in the world. Wow. Which is one, well, one hell of an accolade. Wow. And some, someone said to me that... Um, uh, Sinatra once said um, that Matt Monroe was the the British Sinatra. Um, well, I'd like to think that Sinatra was the American Matt Monroe. <laughs> well played, well played, <laughs> well played. Um, what was it like growing up with him? Obviously, to you, I, I guess he was just dad, and then sometimes you turn on the telly and he was there, or he was on the radio. But I, I'm guessing he was just it was just like having a dad who has a job. I had no idea who my dad was until we did. Uh, this is your life when really? I was 13 years old yeah um, I knew my dad was on TV I knew he was a singer but I didn't know any other job and then growing up at school my friends didn't think anything particular of my dad and uh, my dad could have been an accountant to yeah. me he was just did a normal job but he was dad and um, he was very homely uh, he lived he lived for show business and lived for being on stage but yeah. his family were everything and it was only I couldn't work out as I grew older that everyone seemed to know who my dad was, but I didn't know who their dads were. Right, right. So it became quite strange. And did he bring people? I mean, did, did like I, I, I've got visions of Sammy Davis Jr. popping around for a cup of tea and stuff. Did any of that happen? Yeah, but not so much Sammy. I mean, they they were best friends, Sammy and my dad. Were um, wow. Well, I tell you a lovely story about Sammy when he flew over for Dad's "This Is Your Life." Yeah. Um, they record it in front of a live audience and. When they stopped recording, um, my dad and Sammy, literally my dad's musical director, did 45 minutes just off the cuff to the audience. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. But, yeah, dad's friends who right. came to the house were people like Dave Allen, Sidney James, um, <laughs> Walker and Wise, yeah. you know, those sort of people. They were great, all, all uh, great friends, all of those people. Uh, you, 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 uh, Matt, you, in that 45-second answer, you've just thrown so much at me. I have to go back. Imagine being in the audience and this is your life. A thrill anyway. Always a bit of a gamble with respect, because sometimes you get an old soldier. Respect to the old soldiers, but you want an entertainer. But then to get a free uh, Monroe Davis Jr. improvised 45-minute gig, that's just amazing. And just on piano. Uh, that's musical director on piano. Yeah. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I mean, Sammy was my idol, believe it or not, not my dad. Because right. my dad was just my dad. Yeah, of course. Um, but Sammy was my idol. So, yes, I was used to seeing him and stuff, but um, I was still in awe of him in many ways. And the time that finished and the time they got back to the green room, I suppose it was about 8.30 at night. Um, and dad had to appear at the talk of the town that night at 11 o'clock. Yeah. So he still had to do a full show as, as well on top of that. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was just an amazing... Amazing, it really was the whole Well, thing. it's that old school work ethic of, you, 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 the show must go on is the cliche, but it's true, and you, 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 I, I, I've done um, I've done two hours recording This Is Your Life and a bit with Sammy, still got to go and do a couple of hours at the Talk of the Town tonight, and, and, and uh, I bet the audience there would have been none the wiser what he'd been doing previously. No, because Dad didn't mention it on stage to them, you know. Oh, um, and you talk about show business, God bless him, his, his brother had a heart attack in the wings before Dad went out. Um, thankfully, he, he, he got through that. But, I mean, this is what people don't understand about people in show business. Dad still has to go out and do the show. Yeah. You know, that's that's what you do. That's your job. Um, 
So, were you singing when Dad was around, or did, did that come after he passed? Never sang in my life until one occasion uh, back in 1977, just before This Is Your Life, I don't know. Mm. My dad was appearing at the Windmill Theatre in Great Yarmouth in summer season. And on the final night, as people were taking their bows to cast, and my dad would come out and thank the audience for the wonderful summer, dad, completely unbeknown to me, dragged me up on the stage to sing a song with him, oh, uh, which I'd never done. Um, I was completely in awe, plus my voice was breaking as well, which didn't exactly <laughs> help. Um, and I sang live, we did Yesterday, uh, which was a hit for the Beatles, but it was, a, it was my dad's, uh, one of my dad's biggest hits in this country. Yeah. And we did a duet of that, and it was, yeah, I, I always say on stage now, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Was, was that the moment? You often hear, you know, comedians talking about being in the school play, and they, they, they get a laugh on a line, and, and something just clicks, and they go, oh, right, that's what it feels like. Yes, I want to do this forever. Was that... Was that a significant moment, do you think, in your career? No. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> it was just That's a nice really, thing. I never wanted to be a singer. I was, um, I did, when I left school, I became a banker. I was in, I worked for the National Westminster Bank for about three or four years. And wow. I, my dad, and I only did it because my dad wanted me to get a backbone in, in life in case golf didn't work out. Right. Um, and I gave up golf, literally, when Dad died. I came back from Florida because that's where I was living. Yeah. And I decided then that, you know, I couldn't go back to golf because Dad was such a large part of my golf life because uh, he was such a rubbish golfer. But <laughs> that was where the father-son great relationship happened, you know. Um, and I never did it. And then I just literally um, started doing some after-dinner speaking about cancer research. Mm. And... Uh, some idiot said, will you sing a song? And I said, well, I can't really sing. And he said, well, give us a few bars. And before I knew it, I was doing a song, and then that became three songs, and then five. And before I knew it, I was on Opportunity Knocks. And that's how it started. Who was hosting Opportunity Knocks at that point? My Uncle Bob. Bob Monkhouse. Okay. Oh, well, so I'm assuming he was obviously a family friend as well then, was he? Oh, very, very close. This very, is... very close. Um, and then we did Opportunity Knocks, and I actually went on tour with um bob for a little while and again that was a real big wake-up call because i knew him to sit on his lap as a kid and yeah. you know my uncle bob and blah 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 and yet when i was his support act when he did his tour he'd walk into a theater completely blank me for want of a better word uh because he was preparing for a show and he and then afterwards he'd sit me down and said that's what you do if you want to you know be successful in this business this is not about partying or Wow. Talking to people, this is about being prepared to perform at your best. And I learned a great lesson. Well, I, I mean, it's, you're right. The, the, to learn from the masters, you know, the, 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 some of the greats from British entertainment is, um, is amazing. But you did it. You, you, you did it for a long time. We had some, when we said that you had, we had you come in on the show, we had a few people tweeting us with pictures of uh, you and them backstage from about two or, two, from two or three years ago. But have you retired now? I retired last year. I did my final year, um, cause I've just, I've just, I didn't realize I've done 31 years in show business. Wow. Uh, I'll be, be very fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm but, um, and I, I'd, I'd finished, and I always said I was never going to do what these acts do, another farewell tour and another farewell tour. Yeah. And I did 46 shows in 54 days. Mate. I mean, it was a big tour. And then someone 
told me that, and I didn't realise that my dad next year will be 90, mm. if he had still been around, and it will be 60 years from his first ever hit, Portrait of My Love. Mm. So I've been forced to go back and do one more tour, so... Oh! Forced, forced is too strong a word, but uh, <laughs> I've just, I've signed the contract to, uh, we start on September the, oh, one year today. Uh, we start one year today. You make uh, it sound like Sinatra was involved. I was forced to go back on tour. <laughs> they made me do one last show. So, hang on, you're doing it a year from now. It's, it's booked that far in advance, is it? Yeah, we, we've booked the whole tour. That's already done. So, what's, uh, what's, do you know what, have you got, do you know what the show is? Do, do, what, what, and where you're playing? Is that all sorted yet? Or does that come Yeah, closer? no, no, no. My, my, my opening night is at the Dartford Orchard on, uh, one year today. Wow. Uh, and we finish, uh, I think, the end of October or something like that. We're only doing 28 shows. Only. You, um, you lightweight, Matt. Only 28. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, Brilliant. Offer from Australia to go back out there. Um, but this will 105% be my last. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I promise you, I've just moved up with my wife. We've just moved from London. Uh, we moved to Scotland last week. Uh, and this is effectively to semi-retire, it's to have a, you know, um, you never know, no one knows in life how long you're going to be around, and, uh, no, I'll it, doing more by. Exactly, and, and I knew that you moved to Scotland, you, you just moved up last week, did you? A lot, last Monday. Oh, well, thank you for talking to us, mate, because we, <laughs> me and Catherine know how nuts it is when you move house, and to, to give us some of your time. Um, well, right, well, listen, this is, I'm glad you said that, because we were so, ex honestly, we, we play Gonna Change the World as, as, as the, the unofficial theme tune. We've got about three or four unofficial theme tunes, and that, that's the one we play a lot. And I, I grew up listening to kind of Neil Diamond and Dr. Hook and Matt Monroe and Dean Martin, and you know, those kind of singers. Sure. Um, so I, I, I was thrilled that you were gonna come on the show but i was so gutted when i read that you'd stop touring but me and Catherine, if you don't mind we're going to come along and see you next year matt you come along as my guest my friend oh. and you come backstage beautiful beautiful we'll do that and, and i tell you what if we're still on the air this time next year who knows who knows um we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get you in a little bit closer to the date as dates as well and um give it a good old plug well if i'm alive i'll be, I'll be happy <laughs> to do it for you <laughs> Fantastic. And, Go on. And I'll tell you something very quickly. As yes, you mentioned, mate. it's not about Brexit tonight and everything else. Yeah. Change the World was a change of direction for my dad. It was yeah. a protest song. Yeah. It was a protest song, and it never became a hit, but it became a turntable hit by the DJs up and down the country, and it became a massive, massive song for them. It's, I love it, right, and we, <laughs> this sounds so, we deconstructed it about a month ago, we went through it line by line on air, because me and Catherine were arguing about what it meant, and, and I love it so, so much, I've loved it for years, mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, um, it, it does feel like, you know, Matt Munro and Frank Sinatra sitting around going, hey, this kid Dylan's doing something with these protest songs, we should, we should um, get groovy and cut <laughs> one of those, but it's such a great song, but also what unusual for your dad is that it's so up-tempo and so not just the subject matter but the whole sound and the t obviously we know him for these lush wonderful lush ballads but this yeah. kind of up-tempo dum 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 beat is um he yeah. didn't do any other songs like that did he no um he, he did he did an upbeat version of mary boy's child right uh, he didn't like particularly religious christmas songs but that's what he did yeah um but no i mean You've got to remember, Dad made it in the in the era. Of course, there was Sinatra and all of those around, but there was also people like Elvis Presley, the yeah. man, and the Beatles. So it was very difficult for a crooner to to stay around. So he was always looking. 
to which direction to go um, when he came up with that. Matt, listen, uh, we love your dad uh, on this show, and, and I've got to say, we love you as well, and it's it's so nice to talk to you. Um, nearer the time, um, get in touch. You've got, Kath, you've, you and Matt have got details and things, haven't you? I know, I know someone who knows something. Right. It worked out beautifully. <laughs> we were talking about, we were talking about you and seeing how we could get hold of you, and I was drawing a blank, but someone was listening who yeah. worked with you, who put me in touch with someone who still works with you, and here you are. It's just brilliant when it works out that way. She's my PR lady. She's oh, brilliant. She, well, listen, Matt, uh, we'll make sure you stay in touch, mate, and we'll, the nearer the dates, um, we'll get you on, and me and Kath would love to come along and see one of the shows one night. Listen, it'll be a real pleasure, because the, sh the show, but just so you know, is my dad's live story on video screen. Oh. Yo. It's, that... it's, it's incredibly emotional. Well, I, w I was about to say, even, I mean, gosh, what are we, 45 years later, we're in, no, 35, let's, let's, let's take a decade off that, it's still, still a long time, 35 years later, that must be, um, that must be, what's the word, hard, awkward, emotional, I don't know, to be stood there with videos of your dad behind you and talking about him, talking about him, that's got to be um, a, 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 an exhausting, um, emotionally thing to do. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the show is, it's narrated. I have a lady who narrates the show. Yeah. Uh, who also sings a couple of duets with me in the show as well, as well as sing on her own. And I sing and I talk about Dad and do funny stories and everything else. But, of course, it's, listen, I could have done this show um, 30 years ago and made a fortune, for, for want of a better word. Yeah. I purposely didn't do it because I've never been in this business to exploit my dad. It's all about my love for my dad and... I'm so proud that he is my dad. And when I put this show together, I thought, well, I'm going to retire. This is the time to do it. Mm. And this will be our fourth year doing it. And the audiences have loved it. Mm. I mean, seriously loved it. It's been, they said it's the most tender um, life story they've ever heard of anybody's life. And uh, yes, it's emotional, but I sing with dad again in the show. And, Beautiful. Uh, I'm back with my dad where it all began in 1977. Matt, we are um, a little bit older than 13 this time. I mean, you know, I'm not make too much about it, but the time marches on. Matt, it's so nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing the memories of your dad. Thanks for letting us know about your career. And I look forward to speaking to you and meeting you next year, mate. Thank you. Ian, Catherine, thanks for having us on your show, and I am alive. There we go. <laughs> Matt Rumro Jr. is alive. It's official and exclusive. What a nice man. I mean, yeah. what, what did we expect? Some, some hard nose. So, what a nice man, and what, well, that's great. We're going to go and see the show next year. Thank you, Matt. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Lots of love to you and your family. Right, we're going to take calls straight to air in a second. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. No, I've what done something. Done? No, no, no. It's okay. I've done. No, no, the feedback will go in a minute. I've done. I'll turn it down. I've done something uh -huh. to the speakers. I've set the speakers. They've got speakers in here that are supposed to only play when the adverts are on, okay? It plays the adverts so we can hear. When the microphones go live, the speakers cut off. But there's a, there's a little... <gasps> do you know how to work this speaker box, Amy, and reprogram it? Because I've reprogrammed it, so the microphones are going live through the speakers. Good evening, Wembley! So I don't know... That's some wicked Larson. Thursday, Thursday the 12th of... The, Friday the 13th, and a full moon. Mind that cable there, um, Amy. Uh, I've programmed it, so, look, you see, I don't know if you can tell that it's going through there. 
So, okay, here we go. She knows. She doesn't. She's just pressing the same buttons that I pressed in slightly different... It's not having one of those two. No. You, you don't even... You, do you know where the third button is on there? It's not a third button. Yes, there is. It's that. Get out. She knows less than me. <laughs> that's not a button. That's a knob. That, that's a true. Knob. It's a knob that you can press and it does... Oh. Hello? No. No? Okay. Well, well, that's that's bad news. Friday the 13th. Oh, the late night alternative. Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. We're on Periscope. Don't tell the boss. Calls are going to go straight to air tonight. It works like this. You phone up. We go, hello, line one. You're on the wireless. Hello, line one. Ian. Yes. This is Andrew. I tweeted you earlier and I thought it's a good time to share some music I think you might like. Let's this do it. Is your last interviewee confirmed what I think your taste lies, which is in theatrical kind of um, my taste artist, a bit like by life story and Neil Hannon. Anyway, mm. to cut to the chase, there's a man called Alex Cameron who yes. has an album out today. Yes. I don't work for him. I don't get royalties oh. for him. And well, I'm fanboying about this album. Um, he's in the UK next week. Um, who is this guy? Let me, let's, we're going to go there. Let's go to YouTube. Alex. He is um, an Australian who sings a bit like kind of... Give me, give me a song. Give me a song to type in. Country Fix? You want to listen to Far From Born Again for a few Far reasons. Far From Born Again. Oh, yeah, baby, I'm far from born again. But you're covering him. Here we go. Here we go. Let's, right, let's have a listen. This is uh, uh, Alex Cameron... Oh, it's one of those videos where there's like acting at the start. Here we go. She'll keep on hustling, make money to the cash starts rustling. She's got the keys to the till. Um, I think we're busy next. We're full of full of guests. We are actually quite full next week. Full of guests next week, I'm afraid, Andrew. That's okay. I'm not his PR. Okay. Um. But, um, yeah, I thought I'd recommend that. I thought you and your listeners would like that. Thank you very much indeed. I'm always up for new recommendations, although I tend not to like them. I know what I, I, know what I like, mm -hmm. and I, I own what I like. You told me about three years ago that you had enough bands. I've got enough bands. I think, I think I've got enough bands. Uh, I've got enough bands. Yeah, I don't need any more bands. Uh, in my life. But thank you for that, Andrew. I appreciate, uh, appreciate that. So, Friday the 13th. Yeah. And it's a full moon. Mm -hmm. The moon is full. And it is, well, it's, I was going to say it's a myth. It's not a myth. I have, what do they, we've did, done this before. What do they call it when you, you don't have statistical evidence? If you know out there, you can shout it. Uh, Oh. It's not statistical evidence. No. I'm looking at you, Ollie. Empirical. Got, no, we've got guests out there, by the Anecdotal. way. Anecdotal. That's it. That's it. We have guests out there. You can make some noise. We've got, we've got Sarah, Ollie, Roger, and Lee. You, can we hear you? Woo! We've kept them in a box. The posse. <laughs> the posse are here. The posse. <laughs> um, you can take pictures and film stuff, by the way, if you want, guys. Um, but, uh, anyway, I, we have actual, I have anecdotal evidence mm. that on a full moon, phone-in shows go a little bit different. Yeah, sometimes we know there's a full moon without actually looking out the window, In just it. by the, the vibe. Uh, let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Hello. Yes, it's me. <laughs> that was really um, half-hearted... 
lacklustre, yes. I'm gonna say limp, um, yep. a limp entrance into the party. Thank you. You're and very welcome. Good evening. What a compliment, yes. Oh, it's dredge. No I, one... Can I, can, I t can I take it as a compliment? I'm going to take it as a sure. compliment. That's can my, I... Can that's I... That's what I'm going to do. Uh, now then... I'm yeah. going to give you the feed line... I'm going to give you... Oh, I'm going to give you a joke. Yes. I'm going to give you the feed line to a joke. Oh, to the, to one, of the the, one of the greatest jokes of all time. And, and it... Um, oh, blimey. You need to give me the punchline. Okay, no pressure. Um... Here we go. Larry Grayson... I say, I say, I say. Larry yeah. Grayson... Mm. What we now call a Native American, and Tommy Cooper um, were in a drafty room. What did they say to each other? Uh, shut that door, just like that. No, you missed out. Shut that door. How? Just like that. Do the accent. Like no. Right. Shut that. Shut that door. How? Just like that. She did Good. the accents. She did the accents perfectly. I like I was that. Homophobic. I like I was that. racist. The other one was shit. Now. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> um, but I was thinking no one knows. Because I, um, I said to my kids, I'm always saying to my kids when they get out of the car, shut that door. But then I go instantly, <laughs> how? Just like that. And they have absolutely, <laughs> no, I might as well be speaking to them in Chinese. Not a clue what I'm talking about, and not many people do. We're, we're a dying, we're a dying breed. Old people, Dredge, are a dying breed. Well, that's true. I, I didn't realise how good Larry Grayson was till I saw a documentary on him recently. Oh yeah. And I suddenly realised how funny he was. Was he? I mean, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I thought he was rubbish. Well, was he good? Because I don't really, I remember him, and, and it, it, all I remember him really is. Um, Shut that door. Uh, oh, oh, have a gay day. Didn't he say have a gay day? Yeah. Oh, have a gay yes, day. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And but he, he was really funny. Was he? Have a gay I mean, day. Yeah. We should all have a gay day. Once a week. Yeah. Probably yeah. too often. So and, once and every six day. months. Um, I didn't know. But, well, but I, I wanted to. Yes, hello. Is there a. Hello. Come in. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, I just wanted to say when I got home, there was a book waiting for me. It was Eric Idle's autobiography. Have you read it? Don't laugh at that. Don't laugh at that, Posse. You're supposed is, to laugh when I say stuff. The not soundproof and we can You're supposed to laugh when I say stuff. That's what we're paying you for. Is it new? No, it's very interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, it's sort of fairly new. Oh, uh, no, I've read it. I've it's, read it. It's uh, good. It's a good book. He's got... He's, he knew everybody, this guy. Yeah, yeah. George Harrison. There's a... It, go, it does go on a little bit too much. Me and George Harrison were on a yacht and Jeff Lynne came on and it gets oh, a no, little yeah. bit too... And that was, that, that was a Thursday. Yeah, it gets a little bit too name-droppy, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good book. But the other the other book I got was uh, your book. Okay. I, and I just wanted to say thank you for um, putting me in there. You know, it's great. It's it's really good. Okay. It's a bit strange because uh, I'm talking to you and then I'm hearing myself back about three seconds afterwards. Yeah, that's the twenty-five anyway. million pound studio that we've got. They've 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 put an inbuilt echo on the line. I, I asked them to remove it and they didn't. Dredge, thank you. The book is out there. We we've, we're like sixteen hundred quid now or something like that. We're uh, one thousand six hundred and live update. £1,611, 62 pence of the book. The, the, here's the thing, the late night alternative transcripts. If you go to uh, lulu.com and uh, type in late night alternative, it pops up and all the profit goes to um, uh, Samaritans. Let's go to line five. Five, you're on the wireless. Hi, good evening, Joe. G good evening. 
Um, I want to talk about um, Catherine Boyle and making a move to Chelsea um, Football Club. Okay. This is a footballer, is it? Catherine uh, Boyle, yeah. Okay, well, well, do you want to talk to me about Catherine Boyle, or do you want to talk to Catherine Boyle about Catherine Boyle? Uh, both. Okay, well, then talk. Well, I think it's a great deal for Chelsea to sign Catherine on £50 million deal. You've been signed up by Chelsea uh, on 50 I don't know anything about football, so this is completely over my That's head. That's not true. You do know stuff about football. You will. It's you great do. from a scouter's perspective. All right. Okay. Well, thanks, thanks, Dave. You're welcome. There we go. I mean, it's uh, it, and here's the thing: it probably won't get any better than that. Probably won't get any better than that whatsoever. That's which is um, which is disappointing, really. Call straight to air. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Don't swear. Don't be libelous. There is a seven second delay. Um, apart from that, anything goes. Oh, we don't do Brexit. Hashtag we don't do Brexit. Twenty one hours of that tedium today on all the other. On this radio station and all the other radio stations. But it sounded like the same conversation on a loop. It's boring. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. It's good. It, Brexit has broken British phone-in radio. We are the um, IT department trying to fix it, but there's only two of us, and we're probably going to get the sack from the IT department in the next few months. So what, what can we do? We're just we're just mortals. We're just human beings. Uh, we'll take calls straight to air. In the meantime, oh, you give us a call now, 0344-499-1000. This is The Late Night Alternative. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, let's go to line one on... Well, I'm one, you're on the wireless. Hello there, Ian. Hi, this might be a bit uncomfortable, but I thought this would be my final call to you. You sent me quite a lot of abuse on Twitter. You phoned up the show and called me an effing C... Um, well, and you sent me, no, let me, let me speak, let me speak, I'll let you, I will let you speak. And you sent me some really, really vile, horrible, nasty abuse on Twitter. So why should I let you come on again? Well, because the thing with you is that you either cut off or ban people that you can't argue with. No, I can argue with people. Yeah. I just don't like people that phone up and call me an effing C and, and spout foul-mouthed abuse about me on Twitter. Do you, can you understand why I wouldn't want to be in contact with those people? Does that make sense? Well, I mean, you do have... Answer I mean, it, the question. It would make sense. Answer the question. <laughs> it would make sense answer, for a rational answer, person. Answer the question. It would, it would make sense for a rational person. No, yes. no, no, that wasn't uh, the question. Clearly. Can you? Do you know what the question was? Ask me again. Okay, it's the last time I'm going to ask you. Can you see okay. why why someone would not want to be in the sphere of someone who calls them an effing C on their radio show and sends vile abuse to them on Twitter? Yes. Okay, there you go. Can I, can you've I respond? You've answered the question. No, but can I respond? I never called you an effing C. I, I dropped the C bomb because on your very, if I can have don't, my say now, on your very... And, low... No, 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 don't try and justify your foul language and your use of the C word on my radio show, mate. No. There's no excuse you, for you, it. You swear, you, you, swear more, you swear more than any other. I don't know how you get away with it. Well, the only I, other I, person... I know, because I know the rules of radio. I would never say the C word on radio because I'm not an afternoon play on Radio 4 and I'm not a dickhead like you. Well, but you, there we are, see swearing again. Dickhead the only other swear. person who swears... 
the, the I don't care. The you can't pull me up on Twitter. Me and Catherine set the rules on my show. Yeah. You didn't like it that I, you, I called you out for being the idiot that would go, yeah. I'm not gay, and would do lousy well, Michael Jackson line. impressions. That was your line. That, no, yeah, that from, was your mate, from, 15, from, from 15 show. years ago, mate, and I asked you to from stop your... doing it because it, it, I, I now find it embarrassing and offensive. And you well, got your, upset your entire about. career, your entire your entire career is embarrassing and offensive. And the only reason you have a, your people who call you up is either me or that druggie. Is, you're uh, not you're you're a druggie. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. First of all, I'm a druggie, right? So just leave the druggies alone. All right. Secondly. You have placed yourself way too high in the league of importance to cause the only people that call are you and that druggie? I don't think so, mate. Your calls have been to this station, I would say like 20% have been mildly entertaining. The rest have not been funny and made me feel uncomfortable. And you throwing the C word out there, saying all kinds of awful abuse to me on Twitter... Why would I want someone who can't, who gets very upset when they get called out? Why would I want you on my radio show? You get very upset. I mean, I remember you accused me in the last call. You accused me in the last call on your on your failing show with very few listeners. Here we go. Here we go. Failing show (laughs) with very few listeners. What's this guy's name again? Uh, uh, Who knows? Because he never gives the real one because he's got no balls. The failing show with very few listeners. That this guy. My name's Ricky Ricky Gervais. There we go. My name's Ricky Gervais. Okay. 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 Well done. Very very clever. Because I worked with him twenty years ago. I get it. But very clever. Here's the thing. This I guy. Get in touch with you, like most people there we go. This. Do you keep in touch with people you worked with twenty years ago? No, because they don't like well, you. I think you probably. Can you, I, can you I ask you? Can I, can I ask you why you're so hurt? Well, because when you're not around, Catherine, Ian does. I think when Ian is recovered from his issues, he is quite a vicious mouthed person who doesn't respect loyalty, like loyalty. You know, people like Nick Ferrari. People like Nick Ferrari respect loyalty. He's a, he's a proud patriot who respects loyalty. Oh, yeah, him and Julia Hartley Brewer. Okay. Right, okay. Re- here's, here's the thing. I don't respect you. Think you're horrible. I don't respect you either. I don't respect you, you either. Keep, you, you, keep you had a failed career. Failed career. Failed career. I've been working for 22 years, mate. I've got two houses. Oh, well what are you talking done, about? Well oh, Where's well the failure done. there? Basically, I don't live in yeah. one of the houses. My ex-wife does. But you know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. If you don't... She left you as well. She left you as well. That's interesting. No, that's... It's not, it's not how it happened. But well done for having a naive view on, on, on how relationships actually work. Maybe one day you'll have one. Okay. Here's the thing. Oh, yeah. There we are. See, this is, this is the abuse. And I'm not, I'm not someone in. Oh, you, you don't know, you don't know, Somebody you is. don't know abuse. Trust me, buddy. You don't know abuse. Hey, listen. Someone I've got a great, cut, I've got, come out. Pretend they're bisexual, just pretend. so that people will listen to their show. Pretend I'm bisexual, okay. Hey, listen, the show's not, the show's not for you. It's, um, funny and it's intelligent. I suggest you go oh, and listen. unlike you, unlike you, you, fa- you failed pathetic Mackenzie Crook pound shop version with a little beard and your little issues and pretending you're a bisexual so that people will call you in the Daily Mail still only give you two comments. He's really got onto your skin, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he has. <laughs> okay. Why, what's, why are you so butthurt, man? Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? With you falling out with Steve Allen in the past. I don't like Steve Allen. I don't get on with Steve Allen. He's not a nice nice person. But he didn't like you either. He used to to metaphorically thank you in the studio. Okay. Listen, I, you're really weird. I don't like you. I, I suspect there's something, something has happened to you. I think, I suspect there's a little bit of closeted homosexuality going on there. Oh. Uh, may I, oh, oh, yeah, there we go. Well done. Uh, may I suggest you stop listening and you stop calling? 
That's it. Calls from a withheld number. That's the best he's got. That's the best he's got. Very interesting. That's the reason, um, 20 years ago I put all those old men willies in my mouth so that one day I could come out and pretend to be bisexual just to get uh, under his skin. That's why, uh, that's why I did it. Strange, yeah. isn't it? It's the funny thing yeah. when you're listening to him, it's like oozing jealousy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. But also, Good luck to you, man. I wish you the best of luck. Let's take a break, shall we? Oh, three, come on a good night, guys. Full moon, I told you. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Set free your mind. Let your fancy take flight. Conversation gets curiouser by the glow of moonlight. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Okay, I've, I've completely knackered the... Have they told you how to fix... Come on the microphone, Amy, although I might have broken that as well. What do we have yeah. to do? Well, I've just reset the desk. Did that not just... Turn my... No, because... No. No. no sorry, no. It didn't. <laughs> so I'm getting angry. Uh, uh, anger at other people means we hate ourselves let, inside. Let me just speak to the engineer again. Because now there's nothing coming out of these speakers during the adverts. Because I had to turn it down because I think I broke it more. Reset it again. It's not technically a desk issue, is it? No, but it should reset your button in there. Do it now. Reset it. Done it. Oh, this is this Something is great. In my ear, then. <laughs> great for the listeners. Oh, they're resetting the studio. Do you remember that night when uh, Ian and Kath got Amy to reset the studio? Classic. That was br- that was almost as good as when he pretended to go to Marrakesh. Uh, uh, when he went to Marrakesh, uh, have you reset it? Yes. Right. I'm going to play um, a little bit of music. You're going to turn. No, hang on a minute. Um, all right, so hang on a minute. Um, right, okay, here we go. So here's some music playing. No, no. Here we go. Right, now turn our microphones down. Amy's gonna fix the speakers. She reset the desk. Yes, the remedy you said wouldn't work appears to have worked. Okay. She reset the desk. Now the speakers are working. And she fixed Catherine's mess. That's the best noise. Here we go. The best noise. I'm going to come to you in a second line one. The best noise in any guitar solo is. I also like. Okay, I'm not so familiar with that one. Let's, uh, you, know, you know, like Prince used to. You're making, you're moving your hand closer to your crotch and making the noise go down. Here we go. So that's the best sound in any guitar solo is a boundy, 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 bound. You prefer it to, um... What did you say? What did you say? Whoa, 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 that's not what you said. Waka doesn't start with a fa. Waka does not start with a fa. Flipping egg. Anyway, that. I don't like that. Don't like that. 
<laughs> show me on the doll where she hurt you. The ears <laughs> and the soul. All right, well, what about... A slapped bass. Um, I'll slap your bass in a minute. Let's go to... <laughs> <laughs> Line one, you're on the wireless. It's Stephen Holmes. I'm in company having a lovely time in the bedroom department. Ian and Catherine, come and join us. <laughs> When he said bedroom department, he didn't mean uh, sexually. He meant actually in the bedroom department in Ikea. They're doing that thing where they, him and Ruth are doing that hide-and-seek thing. Uh, let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Ian, it's Andrew again. I phoned earlier. Yes. Um, I just want to make two quick points. One was to thank you and Catherine for putting on a show which is an alternative to what filled the airwaves uh, and has wrecked a lot of the other radio stations. Wrecked a lot of lives. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, you can send us fifty pounds each, please. Where, where shall I send it to? Uh, my house in right. England. Um, someone's just, someone's just, hang on a minute. Someone's just told me. Yep. Um, someone's just told me that there's a boundy, 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 bound, bound here. Here we go. Let's see if this if this works. Is this a boundy, boundy? No, it's not. It's an advert for Grammarly. Listen, if you need if you need a, an app to do your grammar, and I don't want an email from you. Um. Uh, 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 there's a joke about doing your grammar and grammar being grandmother and I just can't be bothered. That's how tired I am. That's how beat I am. Here we go. Here we go. Here he comes. Is it boundy, 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 bound, bound? Where is it? Hello? Here. No, not you. Yeah. Here we go. Yes, carry on, please, caller. Um, the other thing was, in better response to the last call you got, I just, no doubt you do too, but I find it really odd that some of these people phone up. What, Eamon Holmes? With, <laughs> <laughs> they phone up with these sort of bullying rants when really they should just not listen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to say that to Denny Morris the next time he phones me up and says the show was awful. He's my boss. Let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. What is this? I know this. I wish that, I wish that we had the phone lines like they had in the 90s where you could actually hear phone calls, but that was, I enjoyed that. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello? Oh, am I right now? Not for much longer. What can we do for you? Oh, no, wait, don't listen. I, I was on hold. I didn't realise I was going on the wireless. Okay. My question to you, Ian Lee, is this. You know how Bojo lied to the Queen? Yes. Well, do you think that that shows that the Queen is weak and that she needs to be gotten rid of and the only person qualified to face her is Bojo, the person who tricked her, like in chess? I think you've, I think you've checkmated me with that question. I also think that that, that question <laughs> just landed you with some time in the tower, mate. Yes, mate. You're gonna off, no, they're gonna pull, the Queen's gonna pull your head off. No, but do you think, like, if she's that easily fooled? 
Well, how do we know that she's not playing a double-double bluff? Ooh. Whoa! What the? I mean, I mean, I was getting upset with the bojo, but then the F-bomb? Wow! Apologies there for the language. Apologies for the language. Yes, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, am I on? Do you know what? No. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Please do. You'll be very welcome. Tell me about that full moon again. So it's a full moon tonight. Mm. Someone's going, it's not full moon till tomorrow. It's full moon, mate. The moon is... Listen listen to what we've just had for the last 56 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So deal with it. Um, so we're going to take calls straight to air uh, this evening for the whole evening. Just because... It's a very strange vibe. We, we've noticed this, that it's, um, uh, it's a little bit, as the caller said last night, a little bit aggy. Mm-hmm. Tense. Very tense. There's, there's a darkness, uh, in the vibe. We've got our guests who are out there with Amy and what you can't hear, dear listener, because of the excellent soundproofing is they are battering each other with chairs, like mm-hmm. in a barroom fight, style. It's a mess. I yeah. hope you guys are going to clean that up afterwards. Fair play, they brought their own chairs, so that's that's something we have to uh, respect. But it's kicking off everywhere. Um, let's try line one. Good evening, line one. Good evening. You're on the uh, air. Line one. Ah, good evening, everybody. Welcome. Yeah, um, I just, well, actually, been listening to uh, Matt Monroe talking earlier on, sort of showbiz stories and stuff like that. Yes. And, uh, well... One thing I did want to say and uh, pay tribute to and, and bring to everyone's attention is mm. uh, an American singer-songwriter called Daniel Johnston. Yes. Oh, yeah, we talked about him in the who, week, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Uh, who unfortunately passed away yeah. uh, two or three days ago, I think. Yeah. And it was just to say, really, that, well, I've always loved his music. Uh, he was an artist as well, a visual artist. But his, his songs really sort of lo-fi, homemade recordings, um, which were, if, if you listen to them, they are, they're absolutely I, and I amazing. liked, I loved, in fact, the documentary, uh, the Daniel and, uh, the Devil and Daniel Johnston. It's one of the greatest documentaries of all time. The movie Frank was okay. kind of based on it. It's a great film, right? Uh, yeah. And I uh, I dipped my toe into his musical mm. back catalogue. Then I didn't mm. really enjoy it, uh, yeah. but I know that a lot of people get a lot of pleasure from it. And I I love the fact that he is an artist. That his, his you could say that his whole life is a work of performance art. But yeah, uh, I, yeah I didn't quite I didn't quite I liked the man. I liked the idea of the man. I liked what he did and how he lived. But I didn't. I never really bought into the music as much as a lot of other people did. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not not easily accessible in, in a lot of ways, I think. A lot of people would, would listen to it. I tell like, you what, listen, we've oh. got to go, we've got to go to a break, we've got to go to a break. Well, give yeah, me yeah. a song, when we come back, give me a Daniel Johnston song to play at the top of the hour, and we'll see how we oh. get on. Okay. Go on then. Oh, okay, <laughs> Sorry, uh, there's one called Tell Me Now. Tell Me Now. All right, we're going to play that at the, the top of the hour. There's no swears in it, is there? 
There's not. It's uh, completely clean. Okay, okay. All right. Hey, listen, nice one, man. Thank you for that. 0344 499 We'll come back with a bit of Daniel Johnston. This is The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Kath and Ian on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Line one, I've got to play a song. What do you want? Um, how about that Bob Dylan one, You've Got to Work for Somebody? I'm... No, I'm about to play Daniel Johnston. Yeah, Daniel Johnston, which one? Tell me now. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Tell me now. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Tell me now. What? Etc, etc, etc.
Listen, I love the charm of it. I love the homemade uh, lo-fi element of it. I, it reminds me a lot of Frank Sidebottom. The movie Frank is based more on Daniel Johnston than it is on uh, on, on Frank Sidebottom. I like the vibe to it. The music just doesn't um, uh, connect with me in the way that it seems to with a lot of other people, and that's fine. Yeah, I'm not, don't expect you all to dig, I'm a believer by the monkeys. Uh, you know, this is the way it goes. Um, but say, if you've not seen the Daniel versus... The, the Devil versus Daniel Johnston. It is a great movie and I thoroughly recommend it. It's a full moon. It's Friday the 13th. That can mean only one thing. We're not doing Brexit and we're taking calls straight to air. Line one, you're on the wireless. Jeez. I mean, hello, line one. Now, I think they're trying to talk, but that phone, let's try, let's see if we, if we put them through here. Hello, caller, can you hear me? No, okay. Uh, something was going on there. Something was going on there. Um, oh, you can watch the show tonight as well. We're on Periscope. Shh, don't tell anyone. I'm not really allowed to do it. Periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Hi. You can see the moustache in all its heavenly glory. I've got, for the first time this year... I've got a weekend with nothing to do. A whole weekend. I've had like the odd day. I've got a whole... Is that water? Oh, thank you, buddy. I'm so thirsty. Whole weekend with nothing... Did they all get off all right? Yes. Aren't they nice people? Yeah, they were really, we got, really nice people. Good. I, I'm, I'm glad. We don't... We're sort of stopping people coming to, to um, sit in the studio because it's a bit weird. I always find it a bit weird, but um, I like those guys and they were, they're nice. But don't tell them I said that. Shh, it's a secret. Uh, let's try line one. One, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Ian, Cap. Yes? It's Manny. Is it Manny? Yeah. I didn't recognise you, man. Um, yeah. What's going on? What's going on? It's good, man. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. I like Kath last night. She, she was good last night, Laura. What was good last night? Kath. Kath? Yeah, with an accent. Uh, yeah. I've, been good, wondering, I've been wondering about you, uh, Manny. I'm glad you've given us a ring. Uh, I've not thought about you once. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, I was going to call you last week and then had visitors and Three now, so. Okay, well, you've called us, Manny. Um, Man- How are Manuel. You? Excellent, mate. I'm How on top you? of the world. I'm having the best time of my life. I'm happy. I'm happy. And tomorrow, Good. I'm playing Good. video games Good. all day. Good. You're best thing on the bloody radio. Yes, mate. Uh, we are. Me bloody and Kath are the best. You are. you are. Yeah, I know it. Definitely. I don't know. I genuinely <laughs> do I not understand. Will you shut up? I genuinely. Do not understand why this is not the most popular show, certainly on this Tim Pot station, but on any radio station. I mean, the rubbish, the right-wing, foul-mouthed nonsense that gets pumped out of the speakers here at Talk Radio, compared to this loving. I, I do not understand why we're not getting a quarter of a million listeners. I, I, honestly, I don't get it. Because this show is brilliant. No, it is. It is. I don't know why 
I think that guy must have been really jealous, isn't he? Yeah, Nick Ferrari, yeah, I think he is. I think Nick Ferrari no, is jealous. No, the other guy who phoned up earlier. Ah, let's not even talk about that guy. That guy, that guy's a piece of trash. Big hairy piece of trash. Why do they do things like that? Why do they just turn off? We all, here's, here's the theory I came to, um, a few years ago when I was driving back from Birmingham, actually, from WM, and I was listening to The Now Show on, ra on Radio 4, and I thought, I hate this show. I hate it. Right, it's unfunny, smug, it's, uh, it's full of arrogance, it's, it's far too, I'm left wing, but it's far too, it's obnoxiously left wing. I hate it. Why do I listen to it every week? And then I, I, the thought, I got the thought process going, and I think we all need something, someone, somewhere, we need a thing to hate. We need a thing to hate, and then we can direct our anger and our hatred to that. Now, if it's a thing that's not real, like The Now Show, like Norwich, like Ian Lee, if it's something that's not real that we can direct our hate and anger to, well, then it feels good and cathartic for us. Um, so I think that's why people do it. Yeah, but the thing, you know, there's a lot of hate in the world, uh, you know, you know, so, I don't know, it must be so with a bloody head. Yeah, must, must be very so with a bloody head. How are you, Kat? Oh. very quiet today. Well, I'm just, I'm just, uh, luxurious. Kat's having a baby. I am not having Kathy's, a baby. have I said it too soon? Again. Kathy's pregnant again. with a baby. I am not pregnant She's with a baby. She's having twins. Again. Yeah. She's having twins again. Yeah, I'm always... So the, th the thing is, right, I get pregnant and then they just, they fall out and I never know where they've gone and <laughs> I never, I never keep, I never know where they've gone. Just stole over the yeah, shops like having kittens. We're going to give one of them away, we're going to give the ugly one away as a competition um, in the new year, so stay tuned. Okay. I want to ask you a question. Yes. Hello. Yes, go, just ask it. Don't, who says, imagine, okay. imagine you're in mastermind, right? And, and John Humphreys goes, okay, and your chosen specialised subject is, uh, the Ford motor car, 1935 to 1975. Question one. I want to ask you a question. Where did you- Shut up! Where did Will you- Will you shut up! <laughs> I want to, question one, I want to ask you a question. You know, the only time you'll say, I want to ask you a question. Yeah, I want to play, I want to play again. No, no, I want to ask you a question, is when someone is gearing themselves up to propose? I want to ask you a question. Where do you two meet? Oh. On uh, Grinder, obviously. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> Everyone no. knows that. Well, we're of Three Counties Radio. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great oh. question, thanks very much. <laughs> You're only allowed one. <laughs> Episode two of Where Did We Meet is uh, next year. Let's go to line two. Two, you can't hear. We don't get the football jokes. No, um, and they get dumped. Let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. Hello, is it me? It certainly is, madam. I'm not a madam. I'm a, I'm a young man. Prove it. Let me see you, Winky. Oh, but I don't think I should. It, it might not fit on the screen. Okay. Alright. We oh, got a, we oh. got a humding, a big swing in here, baby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, babe. Oh yeah. Babe. But anyway, what I want to talk about is I'm not in the book. I ordered that book on the sole proviso that I was going to be in it. And I'm not in it. Who? Well, I've looked through it. I'm not in it. First I, of, I wrote in and I'm not in it. For, What's first, going on? Shut, shut your face. First of all, who are you? My name is Dean. 
What did Dean, did, did Dean write about someone we didn't want to have in the book? What did you write about? I wrote, I wrote the book about, I wrote you talking about putting the book in. It was, um, I can hear, I can hear myself echoing. This is weird. Is it? <laughs> um, I, no, this is weird. I can hear myself. But yeah, um, I wrote about the, um, you were talking about putting the book in and you were saying, oh, should we have, what should we put in it? What should we have it doing? And well, I thought it'd be a bit meta to do it. We didn't get it then. Well, yeah, I think we did, but it wasn't very, didn't really go anywhere. It wasn't very funny, was oh, it? Oh, come on now. This don't. This it was fun. <laughs> it took me about five hours. Well, Comedy is all about timing. And <laughs> you go, we're Steen, we're we sorry. Lot, we had a lot of things in that we couldn't we fit. We had so many, 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 many things and we just could not fit it in, Dean. Trust me, I, 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 I'm, I feel as bad about this as you do. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Oh, right, okay, I doubt it, but okay. Okay, okay. Would you, okay maybe you I'll could, give up now. Why don't you read to us what it was you wrote and let the audience be the decider? What, what now? Yeah, sure. Come on, you think he's such a big man? Come on, then read it. Read it now. Tough guy. I, I don't think I've got it anymore. Thank you very much. I don't believe it ever existed. Line two, you're on the wireless. Great call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. It, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already. Excuse me. On Talk Radio. Uh, Catherine Boyle, Ian Lee, we don't do Brexit. That's the USP of this show, dear listener. So please, please, please spread the word. We are on every weekday between 10 and 1 at night. Tonight is Friday the 13th. It's a full moon. We, there's no point in us planning anything. So we're opening up the lines and we're taking calls straight to air. Very simple. You dial 03444991000 is the telephone number. Let's go to line 1. One, you're on the wireless. Hi, Hello, line one. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, uh, it's Sandy. Hello, Sandy. you remember. Go on. Um, we spoke the other week about some rainbow cassettes. Oh, the rainbow cassette lady. Yes, tell me, uh, <laughs> did you buy them? Guess what I got. Hey! We, someone found <laughs> them on eBay and uh, <laughs> you got them. Are they, are they? Are they in your hands right now? Uh, I have one right next to me, yeah. Are they any good or are they a bit crap? Do you want me to press play? Yeah, oh yes, definitely! <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how it'll work, but you have to remember this was 1979. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, so, uh, just, just a couple of years after punk. So, um, <laughs> and, and the new wave is bursting forth, so this should be pretty good stuff. And keyboards, you know, all the rage. Yeah. Here we go. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was terrifying. Open your eyes, wide awake. It's like it's like some spell. Here I come, your soul to take. 
<laughs> that is horrendous. You fell asleep to that, did you, Sandy? That's normal. No, that's waking up. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah no, there was one for every day of the week. They're amazing. It, it sounds like sparks. Yeah, it does. Oh, you know, at the beginning, <laughs> at the beginning of that, um, sound, we talked about, you know, punk and uh, keyboards and stuff like that, <laughs> but the beginning of that sounded exactly like this. Yeah. Give us some more, Sandy. I'm loving it. <laughs> Has it? Now, so here's the thing. Here's the problem with this. Because, Catherine, you do your jump, jump, jumps on Tuesday, and you sit down on uh, Fridays, don't yeah, you? So yeah. this is completely to cock. Yeah, it's completely mm -hmm. um, A about F. It, has it brought back some delicious memories, Sandy? Um. Oh. It's really, it's really weird, because I can't, um, I don't really sort of remember it, but when I listen to it, it just makes me go... <laughs> It's not, listen, it's not the best lot of lines, Sandy, so I'm going to let you go, but I'm so glad, I'm so she glad. She makes it go wee. Is it? Is she it? Said. She did, didn't she? It's having some kind of internal combustion mm. on her engine. Mm -hmm. Something's happening, isn't it? Uh, sometimes you revisit these things. Yeah. And uh, you go, oh, I wish yeah. I hadn't seen it again. I remembered it, it being it, better. It's, 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 it happens a lot with films and old video yeah. games. Although I did watch The Running Man the other week. Oh, yeah. That's a great film. That is a great film. And then I fell down the um, Maria Conchito Gonzalez well. She's the lady in it. It's not actually her name, and I'm probably being slightly racist there. But her middle name is Conchita. Conchita's, Conchita. And she's like the... I mean, she's hot, man. She she wears... They wear like these, these body suits, her and Arnie, and they, they're getting hunted. It's the near future, and there's breakdown of society. Um... So Google but her. No breakdown of um, lycra. Google her, but in The Running Man, okay. where she's wearing um, a one-piece suit. It's it really was amazing. Have you got her? Have I got her name? Maria Conchita. Maria Conchita Alonso. Yeah, we go. As Amber. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep, I can see. Yeah, I see got, what's you got the one piece there. suit there. I see exactly what's happening there. So then I found some great pictures of her wearing from around the time wearing a string dress with no brassiere. Yeah, got, got that. Yeah, we go. And then I found some pictures of her now, and it really does. Um, it breaks my heart. Listen, there's an arrogant man saying, telling what is beautiful in a woman. I get it, but um, these these movie stars, particularly women, that. Ruin their amazing looks. Oh, she's right. She's had some work with on. the old, uh, the old plazzy surge. Uh, men do it as well. I and I, I get it. I get it. We've talked about this before. How the pressures are significantly different on on women, but but also the the very high pressure on what you look like in Hollywood breaks my heart. We were talking about. Um, Pinups, pinup yeah. idols, male pinup idols, mainly David Cassidy and Davy Jones of the Monkeys, 
and they were both, I think it, I could say quite freely, they were both very bitter men to, for significant parts of their lives, you know, and you think the bitterness comes from... Well, they've been famous and they've been loved by the fans, principally, to begin with at least, yeah. because they were cute and young. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, you know, when you've been in the industry for a certain amount of time and you think you deserve more respect because you've changed as an artist and everything, but people are still holding on to the image of that kid that you can never be again. That's yeah. got to be really hard. Yeah. Because you want to take the audience with you, but you're a part of their past. Yeah. I completely understand why we you end watched, up being confused. Um, yeah, they're both very bitter men and it's, it's really sad to read... Uh, Cassidy significantly more so, actually. Cassidy, but he was struggling with, with, with booze and all kinds of things were going on. But then we watched tonight. But Katie Puckwick told me when she met Cassidy, yeah. she said, you treat him like that star yeah, yeah, and yeah. he would dazzle for you. Yeah. But yeah. You had to play the game with him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember it was a, it was a great interview from uh, 10 years ago, let's say, with Davy Jones. And the interviewer says, so would you ever consider going on Dancing with the Stars? And he says, why don't, he gets really angry, he says, well, why don't you ask Springsteen if he'll go on Dancing with the Stars? Why don't you ask McCartney, when you see Paul McCartney on Dancing with the Stars, then I'll consider doing, I'm going to do that rubbish. And he sees himself with Springsteen and McCartney. Yeah. Credible artist. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not yeah. a vintage yeah. You know, pop icon. Yeah, it's incredible, really. He's past his best, which is what I suppose he sees in those shows. If you want a really interesting look, it, it actually quite an, uh, an unusual place, an interesting look at, um, how being slight, slightly different, but actually still in the same sphere, because not the, the main pinup, but how pop can, um, manipulate not only the people who are enjoying the pop, the fans, but also the pop stars and the negative it can affect, it, it, it can have on their life afterwards. Um, what was the programme we watched? Oh, the one we watched tonight? Yeah, yeah. Uh, First Dates Hotel. First Dates Hotel with Paul from S Club 7. Paul Catamol, yeah. We should try and get him on the show. I wonder if he might not after doing that. He might be, but we should, we should try and get him on the show and, and plug the hell out of All his right. radio station. Let me see if he's up for really interesting, um, really interesting, just really interesting him talking about how being an S Club was great, but actually it, it drove him a little bit, I'm putting words in his mouth, it depressed him. It depressed him and it, it made him very, very unhappy and how he nearly lost everything afterwards and now he's not really got much money and, uh, but seems a lot happier in life. Really interesting. Um, I, I, I thought it was fascinating, actually. And what a nice, well-rounded guy. In the same way that Noel from Hearsay was. A lot of similarities, actually. A lot of similarities. Um, yeah. We should see if we can get Paul on the show, because I think he'd be, he'd be really interesting to, uh, to chat to. 03444991000. Hello, line two, you're on the wireless. Hi, is that me? That's you, line two. Oh, hi there, it's June number 31, the Hello, reverse Hello, June. Hello, June. Hi there. What can we oh, do what? for you? I called up to thank Julia Hartley Brewer. And Mike Graham. Oh, Christ. What for? And if you want to know why... Yes. ...because I found the off button on my radio... Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! Hey! And... Yes? 
I've learned all about serial killers. Well, hang on, what's going on here, June? That doesn't sound particularly... What, what, are, you, well, what are you doing? Are you researching something? Are you doing a murder? <laughs> no, Paul Roth recommended a book one night. Oh, go on, what do you recommend? Before he, before he moved up. Yeah. Um, the Killer Across the Table by John Burgess. Yeah. Which is about um, a guy that's a forensic something or other, and he interviews killers to try and see if they can predict the next lot of serial killers. Oh. Carry on. And how and successful they, how successful have they been in these predictions? Reasonably predictable. Oh. They've got quite a few. They managed to catch the BTK before he committed another one. Who? The Burger King killer? BTK. P Peter K? Uh, I don't think you say Peter <laughs> K's a killer. No, no, no. The bondage, nope. torture, and kill fella. Blimey! Dennis Raider, yes. They c managed to catch up with him after 30 years of him killing people. BTK. Yes. And Lake and Ing. Yes. The killers that used to bond up their people by the hog tie them, you know, with the legs. Um, June, I can't believe you're talking about bondage and hog tying. This is outrageous. Now we know why you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> 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 too much hog tying. You got left too I long. This is this is they incredible scenes. I, I know. It's oh. wonderful. I've re I'm thoroughly into this subject at the moment. We oh, yeah. are. Well, June... I'm really enjoying it. June, thank you very much. We, uh, you keep us updated on bondage killers, if you wouldn't mind, please. Let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. What was that? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So, Cassidy was incredibly bitter more so jones was able to, to to hide it in a lot of interviews in some it comes out actually in quite a few interviews it comes out but cassidy was um unable to hide it in interviews was was was, was constantly uh, bitching i don't know if that's the right word about how he'd been mistreated he, I mean, his career is, is fascinating. So, like, a huge pop star, never really that big in the States. The Partridge family was big, bigger than it was over here. But David Cassidy solo was big here and not big in the States. And the reason he gave up being a pop star in about 1974, I think it was, um, was because, A, he wanted to be, uh, he wanted to be a serious rock musician, man. B, because he did a concert at Wembley, uh, in White City Stadium in London, and a kid got killed. Kid, a girl, 14-year-old girl was crushed to death, and it, it, it screwed him up. And he's like, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to, I don't want to play in front of 20,000 screaming girls, uh, if there's a chance that they're going to die, you know. And so he kind of tried to reinvent himself as a rock star and it, it, it failed miserably. Then you get 30 years of, of bitterness and, and reluctantly kind of playing the oldies circuit a little bit, but not really enjoying it, you know. No. 
fascinating man. Absolutely fascinating. I wish we'd been able to, uh, interview him. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm curious as to that whole dementia thing, whether that was actually a thing or whether that was alcohol that was, um, that was driving that. Yeah. It was certainly his way of distancing himself. His dad was an alcoholic. His dad, his dad was a kind of famous actor. This is, this is actually where a lot of the bitterness comes from. His dad was, was like a big TV star in the 50s and I think he made some movies as well. A guy called Jack Cassidy. I think he made some movies. He's quite a big star. And, uh, he was an alcoholic and he burnt to death. Oof. Yeah, burnt, burnt to death in a house fire, dropped a cigarette kind of scenario and was really jealous of David's success in the early 70s. Suddenly, that thing, which I guess is, is difficult for men, fathers and sons, I don't know. Uh, you know, he, he went from being this big, I think he had made movies, made a few movies in Broadway and, and then was kind of ended up doing TV and suddenly David Cassidy, his son, um, his son from his first wife became a bigger star than he did. And I think he got very bitter and started drinking very heavily mm-hmm. as a result of that. And a lot of Cassidy's life is caught up in that weird thing of never resolving the issues with your dad, yeah. you know, and always living in your dad's shadow. And but also, I mean, it is fascinating. Shirley Jones, who played his mum in the Partridge family, was his stepmom, became his stepmom. And I don't know. So it's a messed up, uh, so, so I, I, okay, let's, uh, what have you got for us, Boyle? You got anything exciting? You got anything left over? Yeah, this. I've got plenty, by the way, so go on. Uh, you know, we've often, if you don't have a wonderful job like the one what we have got, sometimes you'll, you'll be driving to work and you think, do you know what, I could chuck this all in. Yeah tomorrow and start afresh what would i do yeah chef ditches job to become dumpster diver and make sixteen thousand pounds in six months now what is that's when you jump into bins for food uh-huh okay a chef who quit her full-time work job working in a busy kitchen to spend her days searching through people's old rubbish claims she's made sixteen thousand pounds in six months i don't believe that well, April Smith, 35, says she saved £3,250 on food bills. Well, hang on. Hang on! She saved. Yeah. Is that part of the 16000 I suspect so. Well, then. Well, hang it? on. There we go. And has, has acquired beauty products and household goodies worth another £16,250. Right. By diving into giant supermarket dumpsters and turning other people's trash into treasure. Okay. Although she was nervous to give up work at first, she's now completely hooked, according to the mirror, and gets withdrawals and anxiety if she skips a day in case she's missed any interesting goodies. She said, I'm lucky because I live close to a ton of stores, so I rarely drive more than 10 miles for a dive. At first I was really nervous, and then I gave it, gave it a go, thinking, what's the worst thing that can happen? I was scared when I went out to do my first dive back in March, yeah. but I came home with £812 worth of beauty products, which have been marked down for clearance, but not sold, so the store just chucked them out. But why is she, is she selling these things and making money? Um, she must be. Let's have a look. She moved back in with her mum and dad after quitting her job. Right, okay, so she's not living a life of luxury. Okay. Drives her whole home in a big truck, but to protect her territory, she's uh, secretive about precisely where she dives and when. Yeah. Um, Here we go. Uh, 
Whereas some divers target IT stores where they rummage for high-end goods like iPads, iPhones, and even laptops. Yeah, good luck with that. No one gets laptops from uh, d sofa di or duvet diving. You would think not. April sticks to household and beauty products. These are the products I want, she said. I've started to sell some of the unspoiled beauty products I've rescued. Although we used to go, my mate Wayne and Slim used to go to the Biffa bins on the Slough Trading Estate and get Spectrum games. Really? Yeah, used to get loads of Spectrum games. What she does is she puts them into a mystery box of goodies. But usually I give most of the stuff I get away. I donated a lot of makeup from the first hall to a women's shelter 20 miles away, she says. Um, it makes me angry that stores throw good stuff away instead of donating it. And though I may be the, uh, and I thought maybe the women at the shelter would appreciate having something nice. Mm. Okay. So she is selling some of it, but it looks to me like she, really she's saving. Get, get a job, mate. Get a job, mate. Go back to being a chef. That's what I would do. Um, I'm enjoying this tonight. This is fun. It's a full moon. It's Friday the 13th is a weird vibe in the world. So we thought we'd take calls straight to her. Don't swear. Don't be liable. As simple as that. We've got a seven second delay. So if you say something uh, that we don't like, we just dump it and it doesn't get heard on the radio. Bear that in mind. You can have some fun. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The radio show where the owls and not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the phone number. Let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, Cap. Up your bum. Up your bum. They've been waiting for 20 minutes to get off. Bless, him. Bless his heart. Let's go to line two. Let's go to line two. Let's go to line two. Good evening, line two. You're on the wireless. All right, Ian, Kath, how's it going? Very, very well, thank you. Good stuff. Glad to hear it. Um, uh, yeah, but I've written down so many things I want to talk about, but oh. obviously you won't give me the time to do that because you've cut me off. I know that. Why that's, not? Do that's the rules. Wait, wait, wait. Why are we coming in with the negativity? The phone call's just started. Come on, sit down. Take, know, take your shoes off, sit down, let's have a <laughs> cup of coffee. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I've literally picked up the phone this very second and got straight through, so I have to say <laughs> I'm so pleased. Um, and it's good to talk to you guys. Um, oh, my God, where did I start? But Andrew earlier, that guy that phoned you up and gave you grief, what a dick. Yes, yes. You know... Really? Yeah. And I'm using my language lightly. Use it, use it what lightly. What a tool. Like, what a tool. Okay. Well, let's not worry about him. What, yeah. What, let's not worry yeah, about him. Yeah, I know. He's an absolute planet. Uh, I've got so many things to get through. I've been well, then get to up. them! Stop saying you've got so many things! Just get to them! Let me see. I'm of a vintage that understands the greatness of Larry Grayson. Okay. And he was a superb guy, even though he was, this, obviously, his camp as a row of tents and stuff, but a great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Um, but was he funny? I, I don't know. I don't remember if he was funny or not. Oh, of course. I meant to talk to you about that. Yeah, you're slightly younger than me. I'm a little bit older. I'm 54, nearly. Okay. Um, and I do remember him as a kid. I remember watching him on TV and, by well, now that I can look at him in retrospect, if I can see how great a character he was, he was a genuine. He was a typical. He was. He was in the same. He was in the same cut as Bob Monkhouse and all those Bruce Forsyth, all those greats, those guys that just had it nailed, you know? Yeah. Um, he, he was one of those guys. Okay. He was, he was Old school national entertainer. Legend. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I have to say, I, I, I felt inclined to call because 
Um, well, first of all, we're, we're, we're straight to air, and it is a full moon, and, you know, I do appreciate a full moon, so... <laughs> um, and I'm watching on Periscope as it goes, although I shouldn't really say that, but, you know, um, I'm appreciating the live live imagery. It's, um, it's interesting to see your reactions in near enough real time. Um, but I would say, uh, as far as recommissioning the show goes, if Talk Radio will drop music... Here we go. Thank you very much indeed. I mean... <laughs> Full moon. Very full moon. I, I, I think that was the guy that phoned. I think that was the guy that phoned in earlier as well, and was never going to phone in again doing a voice. I mean, this is where this is where we're at. This is where we're at. There's that guy phoning in. Ay, 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 ay. So I went to see my seven-year-old play football for the first time uh it's first time that, that he's in what i guess what, what year is he in two if they got five no, he's in year three yeah year three and it's the first time they've played against other schools right so i went to see him today and uh he was thrilled because i wasn't yesterday i said i don't think i'm able to come really sorry he's like oh never mind but i things changed so i, was, I could go and see him and uh, he was really excited and um his team were great they were playing another school and his team were great right they weren't brilliant i think the other school had been playing for longer so they got more skills but they were great and my one started off in goal and he saved four goal four shots which i thought was brilliant and um bless him he didn't know how to you didn't know that he could when he got it he could then just drop kick the ball so he put the ball on the floor and go to kick anyway Aww. it was lovely and they were having a great time and then he got brought out in the second half and um they did all right they did all right they were doing really well they lost two nil in the end but it was they nearly scored a couple of goals and it could have been the other way but and there so there were three different teams from the school playing three different teams from the other school and this group's coach was also the referee so they didn't really have anyone apart from a couple of parents there weren't many parents there no one kind of shouting tactics and stuff but the other school the coach for the other school was there right now he was a young lad 24 the tops they're seven and eight these kids and this guy is going right come on run Run! If you don't wake up, I'm putting you in goal. Earn these goals. Come on! Seven-year-olds. Seven-year-olds, right. And he's going on the pitch as well, which I don't think you're allowed to do. He's walking on the pitch. Come on! Wake up! Will you focus? You're going to go in goal if you don't focus. You've got to stay in the... They call it, what, the tactical area? Yeah. No, don't go on the pitch. And I'm there. I'm thinking... This... This... This guy's a dick. Right. How old was he? 24. Tops. This guy's an idiot, is what I'm thinking. He doesn't know how to talk to children. And I'm getting really angry. And so I... And I'm there, and I'm, I'm cheering on the school. Come on! Come on, school! Come on, everyone! Give it your best! Well done! Great save! Hey, that was a good pass, that was. Well done, lads. Excellent. I'm doing all, I'm doing all that, you know. Come on, everybody. Well done. Oh, and I'm, when the other team do well. Oh, well played. Great shot. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm applauding all of them. I know, making it fun. Yeah, because they're seven and eight, right? And I'm also showing my kid in an indirect way that if the other team do well, you respect that. You go, well done. That was great. Excellent, excellent run there. And this guy's shouting and shouting. And I went up to one of the parents on ours and I said, um, is that guy 
is he being a little bit, um, I, you know, football's not my thing. It just feels like he's being a little bit over the top. They went, yeah, yeah, he's a little bit. And so I was getting quite angry yeah. with it. Because it was really unpleasant, actually. It wasn't shouting at my kid. If he'd have shouted at my kid, he'd have got what for. Um, but it was really unpleasant. And so by the end of the match, <laughs> This is a different, and I'm not one of the, I do think that, that we should have first, second and third. I'm not one of those that thinks there should be no competition. Yeah, look, kids like to win. Yeah. And they also need to learn how to win. I'm lose. a big fan of all of that, w- within reason. Yeah. Um, but it's not like I'm, um, hey guys, you know, it's, uh, uh, but so by the end of the game, I'm going, every time he's shouting, will you pay attention? I'm going, Come on, kids, let's have some fun. Hope you're enjoying yourselves. I'm doing that. <laughs> let's have some fun, guys. That was fun. we got two minutes left. Just have as much fun as you can in the last two minutes. I'm doing all that because I'm thinking, this guy's been really, really obnoxious. Then at the end of the match, and I went over to, the, to my son and it was great and he had a great time and they lost 2-0 and they were, they were over the moon. They had a great time. And I said to their coach, the referee, I said, um... Uh, good game. I really enjoyed it. I thought they, you know, they, they played well. And, uh, I think 2-0 is, is a, f- I thought the other team were lucky. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, yeah, the coach gets very passionate, doesn't he? And he brought it up. So I was like, yeah, now, about that, that to me felt really weird and made me very uncomfortable. And he said, yeah, look, I, I, I'd been warned actually that he's like that. And it was a little bit, I thought it was a little, you know, I, I'm telling them that winning is not the most important thing here. I want them to have fun and enjoy it. And it's their first game against another school. He said, yeah, it was a little bit in your face. So if the, the if their coach is, is agreeing that this guy is laying it off, I just thought, come on, man, they're seven, eight. All right, listen, if they're 12, 13, 14, and it's a cup match, it's like a, a cup match, then I get the, I, I still think the technique and the tone was, was way over the top and was wrong and was way too aggressive. But I get the encouragement, and if you're trying to, I, I get it. But he was shouting them that like they were 22-year-old dockers or, or or something. I thought it was really yeah. The tone was really really wrong. The thing is as well that that moment could put a kid off yeah. sport forever. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, do you know what? I'm not even I'm not even that bothered about this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out. You know, also shaming a kid by yeah. saying you carry on like that, I'm gonna put you in goal. Yeah. What about the goalkeeper? He's really proud yeah. to play in goal for his, his school. But here's the thing, right? And this is, this is a chemical thing. This is a testosterone thing over which I have no control, right? He kept doing it. And I'm thinking, if he comes near me and does that, I'm going to punch the twit. <laughs> now, of course I'm not, of course I'm not going, I've never punched anyone no. in my life. But your hackles were up. Certainly not going to punch someone at a school event. Imagine. Um, but Don't that was be aggressive. <laughs> But that's where, that's where the testosterone took yeah. me. This, this thing rose up in me. If he comes near me and says, I'm going to punch the twit. Well, it's because... funny. It's Aren't hormones funny? Well, you were feeling protective towards yeah. the kids. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really inappropriate, unpleasant. Also, can I say something? Yeah. It's precisely the kind of bloke that you do not get on with. Really? Yeah. What, what makes you say that? Jamie, Jamie Vardy. Who's your team? Jamie, Who's your team? Who's your team? Jamie Lomas, not Jamie Vardy. What do you mean you don't like sport? Yeah. That guy. He's that guy. Yeah, he was, he was, it was, it was really, uh, I, I will come across him again at some point and there may be an opportunity to go, mate, there's seven. There's seven. I mean, yeah. come on, man. What? What? And a load of people, Jamie's just told me uh, on Twitter, and a load of people, I tweeted it 
I was wondering whether I should tweet it or not, but I, 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 I did. I was, I was vague enough that I didn't draw attention to anyone. But a load of people went, yeah, that happens, unfortunately, at school, uh, 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 kids football, and that's why my kid doesn't like going to football exactly. anymore. Exactly. There was one, someone tweeted me a really good sign that was put up at a kids football match that said something like, this isn't the World Cup, they're not professionals, they're under 10, they're having a laugh, just calm down. It was something like that. Yeah. And it was, it was so beautifully worded. Um, but yeah, I was, I, you know, I, football is not my thing. My kids enjoy it. They enjoy playing at school, but they're not in clubs outside of school. Uh, and I was really taken aback by it. Hadn't seen it with my elder, eldest son, actually. I've been to a lot of his football matches for the last couple of years. I hadn't seen it there. Actually, I've seen a couple of mums, a couple of mums, a couple of mums and dads be like that and you just think but it's people forgetting who's actually playing the game isn't it yeah so you're frustrated that they're not doing what you would do but you playing would look a bit weird being you know in your 40s yeah i mean just chill out let them play just chill out guys it's just people it's just it's just um it's just uh people i'm i need to sort out my keys because um i'm really trying to hang on a minute (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know exactly what's coming. <laughs> I don't know where I put it. Where's it, where? I put it somewhere. Um, oh, Kath, where did I put... Doorbells. No. Tell us about your stringy uvula. Grandad, <laughs> if I'm good, will you let me have a dance on Coal Bunker? <laughs> Not unless you do the right steps. <laughs> uh, oh, I've forgotten to take any phone calls. I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, loads of people are calling in. Calm down. We'll, we'll come to you, we'll come to you after the news, I think. Let's, I'm enjoying, um, I'm enjoying, we'll, we'll go, I'll tell you what we'll do. This is me, I'm enjoying it being a little bit slower at the moment, if you don't mind. So after the news, we'll, um, we'll take calls straight to us. Everyone who's got there, uh, who's called in, put your phones down, uh, and we'll, we'll get to you after the news and we'll, we'll go for the last half hour. We're gonna go like Billy and we're gonna whip everybody into a wild frenzy and, um, we'll go nuts. And then you can spend the rest of the weekend panting in a dark room, yeah. trying to get over it. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. You got anything exciting this weekend? Bit of a. I think my sister's going to come over. You know, oh. my um, brother-in-law's gone. Oh, she's now you posted abroad. Yes, because your now your sister has got um, flute lips, horny lips. <laughs> she hasn't got flute lips anymore. She got over it, but when she was at school, it's she your mum that's got horny lips. She's got yeah, French horny lips. Oh, okay, wow, French. Ooh, ooh la la. Oui. Ça c'est bon. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, Don't. Vous, vous, maman, et la, um, l'amour? Vous, vous, maman, et, et l'amour sur la table? What? Uh, uh, avec moi? Poissy? Poissy? What? Poissy? I don't think that word means what you want it to mean. And if you want it to mean what I think you want it to mean, you're going to get a karate chop to the windpipe. Um, Talk about my mother like that. Uh, moi. No. Dans la mer. You're in the sea. <coughs> That's where you can get. Moi dans la mama <laughs> sur la table. <laughs> oui. Excusez. Mademoiselle. Moi dans la mama sur la table, s'il vous plaît. 
You couldn't handle my mum. I don't think I could. I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think I could. Doorbells. Um, no, not at all. Uh, this weekend I got nothing. First weekend, I think this year, where I've got nothing. Playing video games. I've got some new video games. I've got, um, it's called like Suzuki or something. Is it okay, called? Okay, sounds fun. It no, what's it called? Let me find it. It's like a lot of fun. No, I'll get stuffed you. It's, um. You to play Spiky Robots? Oh, yeah, I will play Spiky Robots actually. Uh, I got, hang on a minute. What do they call it? Codes. I got sent some codes. I'm trying to blag stuff. And I think I might have found the, uh, um, Yakuza. Oh. Yakuza. Jacuzzi. Yakuza. Um, I'm gonna play Yakuza 3. Which I think they're like Japanese gangsters. So I'm gonna stream it all on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash Ian Lee. You can have a weekend of me streaming games, me watching a Jason Stratham film, and although you will not be allowed to watch the Jason Stratham film, I will not be allowed to It'd stream it. be a reaction vid, will it? You're going to watch me watching Jason Stratham. It's going to be some show. Some show, guys. Right. Set the news, and when we come back, we're going to take the call straight to air for the last hour of the show. This is the Late Night Alternative. It is weeknights from 10 with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
last hour of the show of the last show of the week, 0344-499-1000. Calls straight to air, dear listener. It's a full moon, Friday the 13th. Give us a call. Don't swear, don't be libelous. We have a seven-second delay, so if you say something we don't like, very simply, we dump it. It does not get broadcast. It's as simple as that. The switchboard is empty right now. As soon as I start seeing some numbers popping up on the screen, bish, bash, bosh, we will take those calls. Exciting news. I was driving into London today and I saw a huge billboard um, advertising a brand new album by The Who, oh. a brand new studio album by The Who, and they're playing arenas. Did they play? Because they were going to play Wembley Stadium this summer. Did that actually happen, or did it get cancelled because Roger Daltrey had vocal difficulties, i.e. they didn't sell enough tickets? Because the, the, the Who haven't been a stadium band in this country for since about 1978. And I'm wondering if it actually went ahead, because I really want to see The Who, but there's no way I was going to go and see them at Wembley Stadium. And now this tour they're doing, March and April of next year, they're playing arenas, but... They're playing quite small arenas. They're playing Wembley Arena, as opposed, which I think holds, I think holds about 10,000, opposed to the O2, which holds about 18,000. So, I'm, I'm very, so, oh, new album is ordered, comes out in November, new album is ordered, um, uh, boy, oh boy, I never thought I'd get to see The Who again. Yes, I've introduced The Who live on stage. Yes, I've seen The Who a few times. But I'm going to go and see The Who, and it is going to be Awesomeness. Or, oh, but he's a paedophile. No, he's not a paedophile. Shut your face. What about that book? Did that book ever come out? Yeah. yeah, about eight years ago. It's a really good read. I thoroughly recommend it. That, that book, he's researching that book. Did it ever come out? Yeah, it's great. It's a really good book. I might read it again. Because it's a great book. Who I am. Such a good book. They're such a good band, though. That's what we need. We need more who in our lives. Everybody needs more who in their lives. Very, very excited. Very excited. We'll Will never they get smash them. the things up at the end? No, mate. They don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. Oh. They don't do that anymore. That's not that's not their scene, man. Will, will they fire rockets out of their guitars like they, Kiss? That's Kiss you're thinking of. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's Kiss. The Who are a real band. Here's the thing, right? The Who are a real band. They don't need gimmicks. They don't need gimmicks to uh to th- th- sell their music they play rock and roll like a real rock and roll band isn't that right good line evening, two man. sorry you're right good evening good evening line two yeah well what i'm gonna say is what do you tell heckler today did you like him mate or what? I, um i didn't hear the boris johnson heckler i didn't really hear what he said i don't think he the, the, the general consensus is he wasn't very good Oh, I liked him. I thought he was brilliant. Well, what did he I'll say? I'll tell you what I don't like. It, I'll tell you what I did like. They, these, you know when they don't know outside of the parliament? Yes. They drown out the newscasters. Have you heard them? Who, what, hang on, you like, you, you like hecklers when there's one of them, but not when there's lots of them? Correct. Yes, that's right. I... I like it, I love it when someone breaks onto the news report, wherever it is, and takes over. I like that. I think that's a great, as long as they're not violent, as long as they're not using foul language, I like that. I think it's a great British thing to do. Yeah, but it drowns out the news. It spoils the news, doesn't it? Tough. I tell you what spoils the news. I tell you what spoils the news, Bill. It's the news. The actual content of the news spoils the news. 
Yes, I am. That's why we don't do Brexit on this show. You're right, mate. You want to stick to, to what you're doing already, like. Talking I won't, uh, I won't entertain Brexit. Thank you very much indeed. And we don't entertain it on this show. Let's go to line uh, three. Three, you're on the wireless. Uh, good evening, evening, Catherine. Nelly here. It's tiny Nelly. Ne- guess how tall Nelly is, Catherine? Huh? Um, well, you say tiny. It's probably a reasonable height. Five foot ten. Five foot six. Same as me. Yeah, tiny. Five foot seven. Okay. Five and six and a half. Even <laughs> Catherine's yeah. not buying that. Nelly, I don't mean to size shame you. I would never, I would never knowingly do that. So I, if I did do it, it was unknowingly, which is okay. I would unknowingly do it. I wouldn't knowingly do it. Like John Lewis, I am never knowingly size shamist. What can we do for you this evening, Nelly? Well, I'm, uh, I'm not ashamed. That's number one. Okay. Uh, Nor should I've you got, be. Uh, no, true. Uh, I've got a bit of a call. I was going to say, have you been punched in the mouth or something? It doesn't sound like you. If the name Nelly hadn't popped up on the screen, I would think this was a Nelly impersonator. Yeah, you had your lips done or something. <laughs> no, I've got quite a bad call. And then um, I've got a question to do with actually, because okay. I've had it for a few days. And one of the... Um, something has happened during the period of this virus that has never happened before when I've had a call. And I just want to run a bar yet. To see if it's happened to you. Okay. Ian. Yes. Uh, I think my penis has shrunk. Oh. What, do you, mean you, what do you mean you think your penis has shrunk? Have you not kept, do you not keep nightly logs? Well, it, 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 it okay, it has in this period of virus. Have you not I got an app what? on your phone, um, uh, dick measure app? I've got, I've got one. It's like, um, you connect it to your Fitbit. And you, your, your Fitbit measures the, your Fitbit's on your wrist and it measures the stroke and it tells you, it logs how long the peni are. No. Nightly. Uh, is, it, is it a thing? Is it a thing to like have a virus and it has that effect? No. Because no. it's something, is it really? Mm. No. No, your penis is shrinking, Nelly. Your tiny, raggedy penis. Oh is disappearing. Make make the most of it while you still can, before you need tweezers. I thought when he got older, it had the opposite effect. Well, uh, you can tie weights to it and stretch it. Sounds a bit Does sound a little bit painful. 0344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, let's go to line seven. Seven, you're on the wireless. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kat. It's Julie. Good evening, hey. Julie. Julie, of course, is only listening because she knows Killer Kelner will be on in 45 minutes and she wants to <laughs> check that the lines are clear and free so she can flirt with her favourite radio host. We get it. We get it. What can we do for you tonight, Julie? I wanted to submit a guitar. Boundy, boundy, boundy. Bound, Go on, then. Um, Space by George Michael at 2 minutes 38. Oh, yeah. Hang on a minute. Let's go to George Michalos, uh, Faith, uh, 2 minutes 38. Song on the song. uh, Go go through the Grammarly advert. Here we go. It's skipping in 2 minutes. Here we go. We're going to go in at 2.30, 2.32. Here we go. 
No. Was that no, it? No, it goes on. It goes no, on. It goes on. No, no, no. Yeah. Here we go. Here it comes. Here we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. It, oh. It's on some different versions. Can't no, no, back on. me up, right? It's a bit further on. Hang on. Here it comes. Bow, bow. There we go. <laughs> yeah. It is the best. That is a great one, Julie. Thank you. It is the best. Um, guitar, guitar sound. It's the last one. It is. And you write it down. Ages to recall it. Boundy, 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 I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna do tomorrow is I'm gonna learn how to play Boundy 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 Can't be that difficult. Everyone's doing it. Julie, like. thank you very, very much indeed. More of your calls straight to air in a minute. 0344 499 1000, the late night alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Call straight to air tonight, last 45 minutes of the week, 0344. I've got it for a second now, I forgot it for a second, these things happen, I'm getting on a bit. 03444991000. Um, for the first time ever, we've got tomorrow's papers now. We never get them during our show. What's going on? I had to, means I had to squeeze past the horrible newspaper well, delivery guy. Here, yeah, I, I don't squ- want him contaminating my area. I had to squeeze past him. Don't like him. I don't like it when people call me the c-word as part of banter. That they I don't, don't know. know you. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Don't like it. Don't like it. A mum partying in Benidorm tried to send a snap of a live sex show to mates on WhatsApp. WhatsApp. It says here WhatsApp. I don't know WhatsApp. I guess. But instead delivered it to a group for an under sevens football team. Ooh. Before this river becomes an ocean. Samantha Dyson, 37, sent it at 116... Sorry? You're making jokes about Dyson and sucking? No. Okay. Just thinking it's never a good idea to send anything on WhatsApp at 116 anything. At 116am, carried on having fun with friends, unaware of her gaffe. It was only when she got up the next morning and saw a message from her husband that she realised what she had done. James at home in Rotherwell, Leeds, posted, We all know you're in Benidorm, Sam, but I don't think these pictures are appropriate for an under-seven football group. Wrong group, perhaps? Please, can you delete them? Uh, Too late. Horrified, Samantha replied, I'm so sorry, everybody. Obviously the wrong group. I have deleted the pictures, but you will probably need to do it as well. Horrify, uh, 03444991000, by the way. However, another member of the group took a screenshot first and it went viral on social media. According to her LinkedIn page, Samantha works in a global procurement for a cosmetics firm. Oh, come on, now we're hunting her down. Let her be. Um, a source said she was mortified when she realised what had happened. Anyone who gets up after a heavy night out in, Bo- in Benidorm might be apprehensive about what happened the night before and her fears were realised when she saw the message asking her to delete the photos. God. 
She deleted them straight away, but not before someone else in the group took a screenshot. Sam has two young boys herself, so she couldn't be more embarrassed. Um, last night she refused to comment while James said it was a mistake. Rothwell Town under sevens also declined to comment. Oh, come on, man. This is all because someone went, oh, look at this, put it on Facebook. She made a mistake. She said the wrong thing to the wrong thing. Do it doesn't matter. He went to the under sevens football team's WhatsApp thing. It wasn't the under seven-year-olds with the phones. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you've got an under seven, you know what a willy looks like. It might be a distant memory, but you know what one looks yeah, like. Exactly. I mean, come on, guys. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone uh, number if you want to give a score. Do you fancy a dangerous new beauty trend? Uh, yeah, then I've got a dangerous. Uh, thing Women here. gluing their top lips up. Oh, what like pe- peeling it back? Inspired by celebrities such as the Kardashians, women are trying at-home remedies to try and plump up their lips without resorting to fillers, right? Up the volume. The latest bizarre beauty hack going viral online sees women superglue their top lips upwards over their cupid's bow to achieve fuller-looking lips like this. Oh, gosh. A video posted to mobile clip site TikTok has been viewed more than 7 million times and shows a girl gluing her top lip to her face and then applying lipstick. She shared the video to Twitter, captioning the post, imagine you're talking to someone and your lip falls down by accident. Yeah, imagine. Dozens of women have copied her and applied glue to their mouths to give themselves fuller-looking lips. While it's believed some women are using lash glue to stick their lips, many are thought to be using powerful adhesive super glue. The sticky substance can pose a danger with skin ripping if pulled too hard, and everyone knows what super glue just, is. Just do, do the, the sellotape. We haven't got double-sided sellotape. Just feed, make it round in a little hoop and then stick it like that. That would work, wouldn't it? Yeah. You're going to get a lot of top gum in that, though. Yeah. And this, I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell that's what she'd done. It looks all right. But don't oh, do that. Okay, yeah, she's looking good. Yeah, but don't do that. That's what she did, look. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, yes. how about this? A man had his willy amputated after taking Viagra, said watchdogs. Yeah, it can't be as simple as that. It was one of the 279 reported side effects of the blue sex pill in the past two years. Um, dozens of men suffered priapism, 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 painful and persistent erections. Mm. While Peyronie's disease, Peyronie's disease, yeah, left um, at least two more with a banana-shaped todger, yeah, or, a, pe- or penis. We call them a penis. Puts a curve on it. If you liked it, then you should have put a curve on it. The Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency recorded 28 deaths linked to Viagra or its generic version, Sildenafil. Ten men thought it may have triggered heart problems, while two while two said it led to a blocked nose. A further ten said they suffered blurred vision. Stop. The blocked nose, is that because it inflames your... Um... Well, it, it's, it's, you, you, we talked about this. Your nose is similar to your penis. It's the same tissue as your penis. So what Viagra does is it sends... Engorges. Yeah, it sends blood to the, the extremities. So you can get tingly fingers... You get a hard dick and you get a blocked up nose because the skin swell up in the nose. A massive boner as well. Oh, yeah, big old boners. Oh, yes. oh. 
Around 3.5 million prescriptions for the drug are handed out annually, while many more men buy over the counter for about four pounds. It's also given to patients with blood pressure pressure problems. There you go. I've used Viagra. I've used Viagra. Um, and yeah, it, it blocks your nose up. Apparently you're supposed to put it in your mouth and take it. Hey, that's not bad. That's not bad. That is not bad. I tell you what, I'm disappointed with the lack of calls. So what we're going to do is we're going to sit. Okay, we're doing this. We're doing straight to air for crying out loud, guys. This is a this is a gift from us to you. And my switchboard is empty. Right? My switchboard is empty at this precise second in time. So, with your permission, dear listener, I've got loads to talk about. We've got tomorrow's papers today. With your permission, we're going to sit here and we're going to wait for you to call in. I'm going to I'm going to look through the papers. We're going to sit, um, we're going to wait for you guys to call in 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. As soon as I see numbers coming up on the screen, I'm taking the calls. But until then, ain't doing nothing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, line one. Oh, okay. That was a that was a call. Not let's try line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Hello, we got blocked. Sorry, we didn't hear any of that. Uh, uh, my nose is blocked. Blocked. I'm so blocked. Okay, is this the Michael Jackson guy again? <laughs> it is, and I'm so blocked. Sorry? I'm blocked. I'm so blocked. Right, so this is the guy that phoned up and said you were never going to listen again? That, no, no, not at all. I'm listening all the time. But I have to say, in reply to your, uh, your, 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 uh, your offering, I'm so blocked. Okay, uh, uh, guys, anyone? Anyone? <laughs> okay, line three, you're on the wireless. Hi, it's Damo. It's what? It's Damo. Right, who's Damo? Well, Damien Coe. I can't hear what you're saying. Could you come off speakerphone? Sorry, uh, no, I have got you on speakerphone. Okay, well, could you speak into the phone then, so maybe we could understand what you're saying? Is that, I don't know if that's possible? Sorry, is that, is that better? That's better, yes, sir. Okay. I, I just wanted to, um, lead you to a, a really warm story about a mouse. Now, this, this mouse was running, running across My friend, my friend's 
like lounge, and it was going in, in, in into the into the uh, into the sofa. So she she's she's taken the sofa apart. Only to find nine nine baby baby mice, like little tiny little mice. You know what I mean? Like two inches. So she's taken them to the uh, hospital. We've got the, hos- the hospital. Yeah, yeah, we, we've. It's called Saint Kitty Winkles. Oh, I know in, Tiggy. I know Tiggy Hadlam, Win- I, know, I, I know Tiggy Winkles. I'm a patron there. Yeah, it's a wonderful place. Tiggy it's Winkles is one place. of the best places in the world. Yeah, yeah. My mate, my mate Colin runs. The, I know. Runs Co- the I know Colin. Yeah. Colin's my mate. What are you talking about? Does he keep it, talking to you about Tony Hadley? Yes, yes. All the I time. Tony. Tony lives just up, just up the road as well. I know, I know Colin, I know Tiggy Winkles. Yeah, it's a wonderful place. It's the best wonderful place. place. Everyone should go there, man. Do you get to go and have the little backstage tours and see all the um, bits that the punters don't see? Yeah. Yeah, it's wicked, isn't it? Yeah. He's taken my boys around a couple got, of times. They've got red kites there. They've got, they got kites, they've got owls. I took, um... Me and my boys took a baby robin in there that my cats had brought in. And the reason I know Tiggy Winkles is because I found, at two o'clock in the morning on the way home, I found a deer in the middle of the road that was alive. And so I put the deer in the back of my car and took a deer up there. I got there about three in the morning with this deer. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Tiggy Winkles. Oh, God bless you, mate. God God bless you. So, those mice... That you found living in your sofa. Oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's yeah, ho- that's she, horrible, she, man. She's opened up. The, she's opened up the sofa. No, that's horrible. And there's nine, nine baby mice. That's disgusting. <laughs> in the sofa. That is disgusting. You're saying it as though it's a good thing. That is a disgusting thing. No, it's, well, it wasn't disgusting. But what? Bless, bless her heart. What she did? She put them in. She put them in a cue box. Yes. And she took them to St. Tiddywinkles. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. And these poor little critters, you, you know, they couldn't even see, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they were so... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, listen, that is a great story, but you want to get a new sofa, man. That's... That wasn't my sofa, it was her sofa. Oh, in that case, just don't sit on it, because that, that is going to be minging. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to sleep on it. Good. No. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. There's a lot of coincidences in that call. I enjoyed that. Line three. You are on the wireless. Hello, Ian. It's Hannah. Hello, Hannah. It's Ian. Uh, hello. I was wondering if you could prescribe me some a kneeling prescription, please, for some tickles. We're, we're not allowed to do it, man. We had our. I wasn't going to talk about this on air, but all right. We have had our tickle license uh, rebuked and revoked. No. Because uh, some people, someone complained, and uh, it, it was decided that we were handing out tickles willy nilly. We also weren't wearing rubber gloves. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to wear rubber gloves with me. All right then. <laughs> 
344 This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Evening, boss. The unpredictable. What's and the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. 0344 I enjoyed that little run there, but I, I honestly don't think that you are, um... You're pulling your weight tonight, dear listeners. So we're going to sit again and wait. That was a nice little burst. I enjoyed that story about the the mice. I found it disgusting. Yeah. It's horrible. Because they don't stop weeing, do they, mice? Incontinent. Mm. Incontinent. Mice and uh, rats are uh, are incontinent. Um, so we're going to wait for another call. It's quiet on the phones. And it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. seen this six ways to stop being annoying why are you telling me <laughs> so you said i'm annoying get stuffed <laughs> get stuffed i'm not annoying not you just oh the listeners some some of them yeah tell, well, tell us what they are after, when we've had a call <laughs> 10 years ago today to the day since patrick swayze died gosh doesn't seem that long, does it? And if no one calls in, I'm totally cool with that because, well, well, one o'clock Martin comes in, right, and does his thing. So that is absolutely fine. Um, but there's too much. Jibber jabber. Well, quit your jibber jabber. There's too much, um, there's just too much stuff out there. Do you know what I mean? There's too much stuff. It's like, um, too many podcasts, too many shows, there's too many opinions, there's too many thoughts, there's too many words, there's too many conversations, there's too many songs, there's too many albums, yeah. there's too many movies, there's too much. There's too much. So, 
if we have 20 minutes of not a lot, I'm kind of cool with that. I'm kind of cool with that. And part, it's, it's moments like this when you, you don't get any calls. And it's fine. That makes me think, well, maybe we do need to take six months off. Maybe we do a year. Maybe there uh, there is... Maybe there is no space for an, an alternative. Because if I were to, to, to switch the, the thing now and do Brexit thing... We'd, oh. we'd get five, six phone calls yeah. by the end of the night. Because everyone knows what their script is for that. Yeah. We'd get five or six phone calls before one o'clock. Easy. Yeah. Even right. even if we started doing it, you know, towards the end of the show. Because it's something, the antenna just kind of, ding, someone's asking for an opinion on, on a thing I have no sway over and don't actually care about, but I'm told I care about. But maybe this... Unless, you know, I'm not saying I'm just kicking ideas around. That's what we do on this show. We're allowed to kick ideas around. Maybe um, this kind of, you know, freeform, late night, psychedelic thing is a bit 2016 and is not very 2019. Maybe it doesn't fit in to 2019. Mm. I don't know. I have been thinking for a while the show needs a bit of a... Shift to some kind. Uh, I don't know. Just thinking out loud. This is, this is funny. This is in uh, 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 Problems in the Star. Oh, yes. I can't stand the way my lover phones his wife straight after having sex with me. Oh, my God. I would suggest that that relationship is... Um, possibly isn't what you think it is. It possibly isn't. You said possibly. Possibly. You said possibly. Well, possibly isn't. You also, what was it? You, what was your swear? How did you swear earlier? <laughs> I said waka waka. Oh, you didn't. I did. He feeds her a pack of lies about where he is. Oh, so he's still married to her then? Yeah. Right. And then to top it off, tells her he loves her. Oof, that's Jeff, isn't it? But. <sighs> but you know he's married. Is this all about salvaging his conscience? He says, if I don't like listening... This is made up. He says, if I don't like listening in, then I can make him a fry-up. <gasps> no. I don't believe No. <laughs> he insists that he needs to keep his strength up because she'll demand the full service once he gets home. Then he showers and leaves... Why does this man deliberately go out of this way, out of his way to hurt me? Uh, 
if this were real, you'd be saying, how many more signs do you want that he's not into, <laughs> not that into you? Get any phone calls? That's fine. I'm cool. I'm cool with that, man. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Oh, Paul said I just tried to call but can't get through. Ah, don't, no, don't, don't. Not again. Do you want to try and ring? Can you? Can you try and ring? Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't tell me. That would be hilarious. We we broke the phones. We broke the goddamn phones. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Paul may be a liar. Paul may be a... Let's see. Oh, I suspect Thank Paul... I suspect Paul's radio. a liar. Paul's that you provide national rate. Your call will be answered shortly. Thank you for holding. This service is currently busy. Please ah. try later. Is your phone in... It doesn't end 163, does it? No. Shit the bed. We're doing a phone-in and the phones aren't working. Nezzle's thinking it's, um... we got one. I'll try again. Hello, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian, you all right? I'm, I'm not, because I'm doing a phone-in straight to air, and then we just find out the phones aren't working. Can we full plug it, please? <laughs> Sorry? It's worked for me. Well, I, I know it's worked for you, but it's not... Yeah, well, just because you've got through doesn't mean it's not working. Fair point. Have you tried turning it off and on again? I'll turn you off and on again in a minute, sunshine. The one call we get is a knob. <laughs> Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Oh, oh hold on. Let me get it off of... Uh, get, it off of get it off of... Uh, nope. Hold on, give me a minute. Okay. Hello? Hello? Hello, can you hear me a bit better now? I can hear you perfectly. Excellent. Um, it's uh, Michelle from Michelle and Jake with uh, Baby Ellen. Hey! How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. We thought it'd been a while, so I thought we'd uh, give you a call. And see you just how phoned you us because you want some money for the show, Baby. All right, okay, we're not paying our dues. I, I get it. How old is Baby <laughs> Ellen now? Uh, she's almost three months. Hey, flipping heck, that's going quickly, isn't it? How's yeah, she, how's she doing? Than I want it to. I know it, oh, it, great. It, it gets faster, Michelle. It gets faster. I swear, like, with my first with Jay, I, it took ages for him to do anything, but this time it's like every day it's like new, 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 yeah. new. It's going way too quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it flies by, man. It really flies by. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great. All back to normal and. Yeah, just kind of going day by day, really. Yeah, you sound tired. Why are you up at quarter to one? Surely you should be trying to get some sleep. Well, I've been up since about 7.30 because my son wakes up nice and early and I look after the kids throughout the day. And oh, mate. If, uh, if uh, the kids need any attention during the night, my boyfriend breaks away from his Xbox to uh, deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's he playing at the moment? 
Uh, I think Borderlands 3 just came out. Yes, so I think it's all yes, mate. That's what I'm talking about. What, um, uh, have you been out? Have you been out as a couple since having the new one? Uh, not really. Not on our own. We've taken her out with us. Yeah. Uh, we dropped Jay off at school and whatnot. And we went to the, uh, pub this afternoon and I found a nice pre and we had a few beers and came home <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, to get. <laughs> yeah that well do you know what that is that is better than a lot of people have you should go to sleep man don't don't listen to this rubbish is dying on its ass tonight go to bed oh, no. sleep get get nice and comfortable fall asleep know that your fella is going to look after the baby in the middle of the night and that you can just <laughs> sleep and you're going to get a lion tomorrow as well no. Yeah, you deserve it. <laughs> Kath, tell her she deserves a lion. Yeah, but... Well, she no. knows you do. You know you do, but sometimes you just get into the routine where you can't sleep when you when you could, you know what I mean? you just not not geared up yeah, for it. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's pretty much like I generally go to sleep about this time. I'm currently reliving the, the Harry Potter audiobooks, and I yeah. just finished Goblet of Fire, so... Yeah. We're into uh, Half Blood Prince, and I'm going to start that tonight, and I'm, that will take me to about two. Yeah, and then I'll fall asleep, and then I think here's what people don't get, right? And I completely get is that sometimes you think I've been living for everyone else all day, and I'd just like to have a little bit of time where I can do exactly what I want, and I'm conscious. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, it's like by the time everybody's settled and everything's done, it's like twelve o'clock, and I'm like, well, okay, all right, that's my time. I know I've got to be up in four hours, yeah. but you're gonna be knackered gonna anyway. You might. This for yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I'm gonna be exhausted either way, so I'm yeah. gonna keep going. <laughs> all right, hey, listen. It's so nice to talk to you. Lots of love to the baby. We we all come and visit. It's the show, baby, baby Alan. We'll come and visit her at some point, and we promise we're gonna send you a check for a million dollars at some point. Let's just try line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, Ian. Hey, hi, Kath. How's it going? It's going really well. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I uh, I was just listening to that 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 last that girl before, and she was talking about the presence of being in the moment and stuff and all that. Um, God knows I'm talking push again. Um, I was on earlier, um, and uh, I dropped the I dropped the F ball, and I didn't mean to. Well. You're a very, very naughty man. Don't ever do it again. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Hi, yeah. Hello, you're on the air. Um, and, uh, you're on the air. Who is it? You're on the air. Hello. Turn the radio off. The, the radio is on. What, what can I, how can I hear the radio in the background then? Okay, you're Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Malasacha, Malasacha. Come down to this place and answer our questions. You find you were dead yesterday.
Can you understand? I, I can. Oh. I'm still alive. Your ex-prime minister, Margaret Thatcher. I'm prime minister. Dennis, Dennis. You are one of the greatest prime minister in Great Britain. Everybody acknowledges it. And not just I am ready. A hot I am ready. The excellent um, uh, statesman must have courage. You know, China has a lot of island disputes with surrounding nations. Man, are you a man? Oh, really? Oh, really uh, a man? Where is Japan's uh, Bushido? Uh, Neighbor! Permit! Intrusion! Attack them! Neighbor afraid! That is politics! You realized the revival of the British economy? Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't understand the EU system. Now EU is destroying. I've heard that. I made a prediction about the future of the EU. That's Margaret Thatcher. Actually, actual Margaret Thatcher talking through a Japanese scientist seance, seance, mesmeric, what do they call it? Spiritualist. Spiritualist. The day after she died. That is evidence, if evidence were needed. 0344-499-1000. I'm just saying numbers to a crap phone system that don't work and hasn't worked for the last 40 minutes while we've sat there going, well, why is no one phoning in? Oh, because the phones don't work. That'll do it. And I get these phones and stick them where the sun don't shine. Rupert! Go to line one. Good evening, line one. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Gav. How are you? Hey, Pink Monster. What, what do you want? Sorry? I can't hear. Are you on speakerphone? Uh, well. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Let's try, let's try line two. Good e- line two won't be on speakerphone, will you, line two? Uh, hello? Can you hear me? Sorry? Hello, hello, hello. Were you on speakerphone just then? No, it was the other thing. You know when you got two phones? Oh, a drug dealer. I just switched phones, you get a better sound. Okay, well what can we do for you two phone team? Well, Ian, 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 um, I just wanted to say hi, because... Hi, nice to meet you, thanks very much indeed. If that's all you wanted to say, we'll move on, because the phones are working now. Line three, you're on the wireless. Hello. That wasn't in the paper. She think, uh, think, should I think herself. Lucky. I can't hear what you're saying. Slow down. What? The woman in the paper should think herself lucky. She didn't send that text message to her work. She'd have ended up with a written warning for that. Well, it's the HR department calling in. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, line five. You're on the wireless. Okay, you're too slow. I mean, maybe, actually, I prefer it when the phones are broken. Let's go to line six. Six, you're on the wireless. She's like the wind. spitting. Okay, thank you. I, 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 <laughs> why do I get the feeling we're doing all the work tonight? 
Let's go to line seven, you're on the... I'm saying line five, six, seven. It's only the, the first two lines that are working. So it's, I'm li- it's, that's theatre for you. It's line two. There's only two working. I'm, I'm going to say line seven. Line seven, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. Hello, line seven. It's Val. Great. Great. I got the book. Great. <laughs> Great. Just want to wish you a nice weekend. Dirty mare. I'll see you tomorrow, Val, at the usual time, all right? Where? The back door. Oh, God. Let's go to... Let's go to line... Uh, I would say line eight, but it's line one because only two lines are working. Yes, line eight, which is really line one. Let's go to, there's only two lines. There's line two, hello line two. If engineers, if you're listening, there's only two lines working. We're a phoning show and we take phone calls and the phones haven't been working for the last hour. But we're, we've got two working for the last five minutes, so that's all right. Hello line two, you're on the wireless. Thank you very much indeed. We'll go to line one. Let's go to the other 50% of lines that are working. <laughs> Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Mr. Lee, you good? Get to the point, buddy. Oh, thank you. I rang up before, uh, Ricky, I, I, you called me the meat lover. Okay, great. I, I had the chicken and ribs one night when I rang up. Wonderful. I'm really glad you had a nice meal. What do you want? Thank you. I just want to say hello and... Thank you very much indeed. Hello, good evening, welcome. Let's go to line two. Line two, you're on the wireless. <laughs> Paul, just accept the fact they've moved you to talk sport. Come on, man. Be, be grown up about it. Line one, you're on the wireless. Yeah, can I just push you two guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year? Thank no. You. Thank you. That was, that was I don't nice. accept it. Line two, you're on the wireless. What song is that? Everybody's talking. Oh. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. <laughs> Ain't this game over yet? Line one, you're on the wireless. Get stuff. That's my job. No. How dare you? It's my job. And that, my friends, is your full moon roundup, <laughs> Friday the thirteenth style. I enjoyed it. I just w- wish. Come in, Martin. You, you probably want to go home. Uh, yeah, jeez. Um, 
we haven't got any time and I haven't got any patience. No. And no. you deserve better than this. I certainly do. Uh, we will be back on Monday, dear listener. They'll be the best of us, uh, tomorrow night. But stay tuned. Coming up after one, it's Martin Kellner on Talk Radio. Talk Radio.